Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Hey, welcome in. Glad you're along for the ride on a very, very special Friday installment of our program right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM live from the Ale House here at Beach and Hodges, the Miller's Ale House. We come here every year this time, and we love doing it. We thank our friends from the Hastings Injury Law Firm for putting this thing together. Big Chief Tire, always our Friday sponsor. So thanks to Reed and all the wonderful folks at Big Chief for being our Friday sponsor on a regular basis. But boy, what a special day this is. This is a day to really affect lives and and we are so honored and so humbled to be a very small part of this thing. Lauren, you already said it. There's a ton of toys already on those two tables, aren't there? There are. And, and look, when you know that you're contributing to someone's maybe only Christmas present, yeah. it, it gets you right in the gut. And so we really appreciate Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northeast Florida for really doing all the work. We just kind of show up, get everybody together, and then they do everything and, and connect the kids to these toys. And, and I just can't wait to, to eventually see the pictures and the videos that Big Brothers, Big Sisters will put out. What's incredible is the volume that we get. We've got two high tops now that are pretty well covered. My guess is in three hours, that whole section... <laughs> will be covered with toys and bikes, and it's amazing the generosity. And, again, you think about a little kid, you know, and, and how their face lights up, and, and this is mine. I know. This is, I get, this is my Christmas present. And if you think about that moment and you think about it happening, you know, several hundred times uh, because of the contributions that we'll see today, it's, it, Lauren's right. It, 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 it makes your heart feel good. And, you know, you think about it, we, and we learn a lot, Lauren, over the years about – what big brothers and big sisters of Northeast Florida does and how the lives they affect, not just with, with presence this right, time around. Right, the mentoring aspect, yeah, and absolutely. It, and, it's, and it's such a glorious thing. And Sarah Alford, who does a good job, you'll hear Brett, you'll hear both Brett Hastings and Sarah Alford today say the name Warren Grimes. Uh, I've known Warren, I, God rest his soul, I knew Warren from the time, gosh, I started coaching Legion Baseball. His son played, and then Warren became one of our coaches, and we, we connected through baseball. Warren then ran a, a, a travel agency called Acra Travel, and they were a big sponsor when I first got into radio. Gosh, they, they, I don't know that we'd have been here without Acra Travel, um, among the many sponsors that helped us get started. And then later on, my, my career grew, Warren's career grew. He, he uh, did great in that industry, moved on to, uh, to, to take over Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Northeast Florida and made and affected so many lives. And then Warren got sick, and uh, he had hired Sarah Alford to uh, – to be his number two, and uh, she is a, a wonderful person. You'll get to meet her today. And uh, when, when Warren's last days were approaching, uh, Sarah, and she'll tell the story today, knew it was, it, had to be, it was her turn. It was her turn to take over, and she took over, and she's done a magnificent job of, of affecting so many children in, our, in our, our first ghost. And, again, this is what we do is a small part of what they do, and I can assure you of that. But, uh, but it's fun to be a, a small part today. Um, what we're asking you to do is to bring an unwrapped toy by. A lot of them, because it's our show, are sports-related, but they don't have to be. An unwrapped toy uh, for a child. Uh, Brett Hastings, all, Brett loves this. We always do it at this Ale House, and the Ale House have been wonderful partners for us, as you heard Joe Cowart say before. They're always wonderful partners to our radio station uh, and all our shows. But, but there, there's a Target and a Walmart within uh, eye, eye, eye distance here. Um <laughs> I went and bought at Dick's Sporting Goods um, 10 baseball gloves, 
and they're in my garage. Okay, so that's how much uh, I, that's how much I helped today. Okay, <laughs> I got to get one of those days, and I'm going. So uh, I will I will add to the kitty. I bet I could room. run to your yeah, garage probably, and back in a break and get the baseball could. gloves. You probably could. So, but you but but not but with these shoes on, but, but other shoes. But the beautiful thing is, Target's right there, Walmart's right here. Um, come by and, and, and bring it bring a gift for a kid. It's really a cool thing. I mean, it's really really a cool thing and. And, and you're affecting lives, and, and, and as Lauren said, and, and I know we say it a lot, and you maybe hear it maybe be a narrative that you're tired of hearing, and I apologize. We don't we don't ever want to belabor uh, anything, and I mean that sincerely. But the reality is, there are children who don't get Christmas presents. That it's hard to believe that we we sometimes uh, we get we get so caught up in our world that we we forget that world exists, but it does exist. And there's and, and there's children that just don't have Christmas, and all of our children. We had Christmases, kids. Our children had Christmases, and uh, and you can help another kid uh, have a Christmas and, and a, this be a, a special, special time for him. So that's a that's big stuff. It, it is important stuff, and uh, we're we're very uh, very very excited about being able to do it. We got three tables of, of, of toys. I'm telling you, they keep on coming. And by the way, the official drop off time starts at four. Oh, so, we don't so, wait. We yeah, don't wait. Absolutely for that. not. So they know we started three on air, so they're coming yeah, now. Yeah. So uh, so please bring them by. We'd love to have you uh, do that. Um, wonderful, and again, there's a Target right by here. There's literally a Target and a Walmart in eyeshot of us. We're looking at the Target. The Walmart's right behind us, so uh, if you don't have to go anywhere else, you can stop by here, run in, run out, and come by here. It's a great system, if you will, so uh, so we're excited about it. I get real excited. I get all geeked up about this, but it's a, it's truly a special day here, and, uh, and we want you to, to be part of it, and we thank you for, for considering us uh, uh, today and so many of our toy drives. The, the one uh, Joe and me and Matt did was fantastic as well. Uh, we've done it at Santa Lamb. David does. David is so committed to it. 21st year. I didn't realize how many it had been, but God bless David. And he, 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 did, he, was, he started it, by the way. He was doing it well before any of the rest of us were. Santa Lamb were taking children to shop and getting their presents. So, David, thank you for that. Uh, you, you, you did it before the rest of us did, and we kind of learned from you. So, anyway, that's what we're doing today, uh, and we're very excited about it. We hope you'll be part of it. A lot of things to talk about. Let's Jaguar football. Can you beat the bully? That, that's the whole conversation today. Can you take down the bully? Because, and again, the bully makes it sound like I'm saying negative things about the Titans franchise. They're a great You're allowed franchise. to. <laughs> they're a great franchise. They've done it right. But to this franchise, they're the bully. They're, they, they've, I mean, how many, how many videos do we have to see of Derrick Henry stiff-arming one of our guys into oblivion on his way to a 99-yard run? Leon Jacobs is still in yeah. intensive yeah, he's, care. I'm telling you, it feels that way. So, so uh, can you take down the bully and the, significant, the significance of that? Lauren made a great point on our show yesterday. Playoffs are great. It's a long shot to get to the playoffs. I think they're like 2% or whatever now. That changes if you win a couple games here. But what's more important is can you, can you send the message that enough's enough against the Tennessee Titans who have been so good against this football team. So that'll be our – that's a story today. How, can you – the significance of winning this one in and above or apart from just the, the conversation about uh, the playoffs. So that, that's a big part of it. I want to talk about bowls today. How important are bowls? How important is it to win a bowl? How important is, is or is it in, is it important or is it not important? Uh, the, the significance of winning a bowl game. Uh, we'll certainly talk about that today on the program uh, today. So um, I want to talk about bowls a little bit. What to expect from Jack Miller? Is it the third, the fourth, the eighth? What, what, what is how many how many Jack Millers have there been? I think he's the third, he's right? He's the third. Well, I just want the good Jack Miller. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I mean, there's, there's, he's the third. But what to possibly expect? Nothing. Yeah, and we'll talk more about this next week. I have high expectations. Yeah, but I mean, it'll be. We, whether it's low expectations, high expectations, it'll be fun. Just you know what I mean, just to see what we're what we got. You know, so I, it'll be. Uh, I mean, if nothing else, you said this right yesterday, either on air or off air. But a bowl game that nobody in Gator Nation cared about, at least became one we're a little more intrigued with. 
just because we heard about the guy from the day he transferred and he's never taken a snap, you know? And I, and I, uh, Are you concerned about the first snap affecting the thumb? It, no, I'm not concerned about anything, okay? Because that's what we're going to talk about. Because he'll be soon. in shotgun. Yeah. But Kirk Herbstreit on the call. The crew's great. Dave Pash. <laughs> I'm telling you, Pash, have you seen the crew? Pa- I have not. Pash, Herbstreit, McAfee, McAfee, and Laura Rutledge on yeah. the sideline. Oh, I, mean, I don't like Pat McAfee. Yeah, but it's, but I mean, you talk about But I love Laura Rutledge. But it's a list. That is very true. And Dave Pash, Dave Pash, by the way, is a fantastic play by player. He is the play by play voice of the Arizona Cardinals. He also does tons of r- basketball for ESPN and does the West Coast. He, he's the Has guy that Herb Street done a game with him before? Uh, I have not seen those two together. I have not, not either, seen. so that'll be interesting. But Pash, Herb Street, and, Mac- Herb Street and McAfee are big buddies now. Are They've McAfee been, and Laura Rutledge sidelines? No, I think McAfee, McAfee is in, I think in, so in the booth. The three in the, a three-man booth and a sideline. But, okay. well, but what a team. we got an eight, so all of a sudden. That's great. So we get to get insulted by Pat McAfee as Oregon State <laughs> yeah. goes to a 55-20 well, win. Well, but, uh, you shut your yeah, mouth. But, but, here, but here's the key thing that I didn't think about. The You know who you got to be careful of with Oregon State? Nobody knows because they got no players anyone's ever heard of. I was, what I like to do sometimes when, when you're, like, playing Texas, okay, I, you, you got to be careful of Earl Campbell. Well, they don't right. even have any old players you've ever heard no. of, okay? So they, Steven they, Jackson? They, 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 is that where you went? Yeah. That, you, I mean, by the way, you it. just got it, okay? So there's no new players. There's no old players. Brandon Cooks went there. I didn't know I that. I didn't know I that. I just I researched that. that. But, but I just but, – but just, just, so there's nobody, you know? There's, I mean, that, usually I can't even do my – Did my, Gary Payton go there? Yeah. For in basketball? Well, they have some basketball guys. Yeah. yeah but they, uh, but well, I'm playing along. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a very good baseball program. There you go. So the, uh, but, but if Jack Miller plays fairly yeah, well, you yeah. still think Florida loses. Is what that is correct? fairly well? In t- like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, throws for 200 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Then yeah. they have a chance. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, but my, uh, my, my, extremely, my extremely tired refrain of, well, we'll control LSU if. <laughs> Billy Cannon doesn't yeah, get right. loose. I can't even think of anybody, okay? <laughs> you guys so my, uh, my, forgot Jake Luton. Jake, uh, he did play the good call. You know what? You're going to hear Jake Luton's name a lot, a lot right. next week, Gibby, because if we can stop Jake. Week for Jake. I wonder how many times I'm going to say if we can stop Jake Luton yeah. throwing to Brandon Cooks. So, uh, but I do want to talk about that. But, uh, but we want to talk about the Jags and the Titans, the significance of that game, what to expect from Jack Miller, a little bit of college hoop I want to get to. i got some thoughts thought or two about that. Uh, we'll do our picks coming up later on in the program today. Uh, not our Loser Monday, but our regular picks. All that and a whole lot more. We're glad you were. It's a special Friday. It really is. And a beautiful, glorious day out there. Gosh, about 80 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. I think this might be the warmest for yeah. our toy drive. Yeah, you know what? Probably, probably. So it's been a uh, uh, yes. gorgeous day in December. It's really a beautiful day. So all that coming. Let's start with the Jags, the significance of the game, the significance of beating the bully, and then a whole lot more. But we sure are glad you are with us. It's a very special day. One more time, we're going to be asking you all day today. And, and the drive goes till 7. They'll start collecting. They'll start picking up the toys here at 7. Nothing changes until 7 o'clock. We'll be on the air until 6, hanging out till 7. Hope you're bringing some toys by. We'd love to have you do it. Uh, there's a lot to do. Glad you're with us. Frangi, Carlion, Brooks, and Andrew Gibson. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Running down Santa Claus Lane. Like some blitz and all the hills of reindeer. Pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children sing it all. is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers. Go Santa Claus come tonight. Two things about my buddy Uncle Dave, David Lamb, is the best. Number one, he started all this with Santa Lamb, and he does a fantastic job with it, and I'm proud of him, and I love the fact that it's 21 years strong. Secondly, he informs us that Terry Baker won the Heisman (laughs) Trophy at Oregon State 
uh, back in 62. I, now that you say that, I remember that. I couldn't tell you what Derek – I assume he's a quarterback. Hayes, go ahead and fill it in. Fill it in. <laughs> yeah, uh, Terry Baker uh, was a running back. He ran for 1,478 yards that season uh, and 12 Dave. touchdowns. Dave, he's a quarterback. I'm kidding. I do remember. David, you're the greatest. Thanks, bud. I hope David's doing well. And, again, please uh, appreciate, David, all that Santa Lamb stuff David does. Is, he does a fantastic job. And, he again, he's got this all started for all of us. But we do hope you'll come by and see us at the Ale House, corner of Beach and Hodges. Uh, toys galore. Uh, and we're so excited about it. Sarah Alford. From Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northeast Florida will join us in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and tell us all about what's going on out there. So we're certainly excited uh, about all of that. Can you beat the bully? I mean, can you? What is the significance of it? Again, Lauren made the comment. I told you, Baselli during our meeting yesterday talked about it as well. Uh, bigger than playoffs is changing the narrative. I almost think that win counts as more than one in terms of what you'll do moving forward. It, it absolutely counts more than one. It's a divisional game. You've got to have it to stay in this thing. And uh, if, if Tennessee wins the game, it's over. Uh, you're done. You, you have no chance at the playoffs, and you're just playing out the string at that point. Uh, so it takes on monumental significance. And, you know, I, I do think that – I think messages can be sent about 2023. And I think if the Jaguars were to beat the Titans in Nashville, it would be their first statement of – this may not be our division this year. We might not be able to catch you because we've dug ourselves too big a hole. But in 2023, we're the team to beat in the AFC South. And really, there's no reason they shouldn't be. I mean, it will be a cataclysmic failure of epic proportions if the Jaguars do not win the AFC South in 2023. So uh, it'd be great to go ahead and, and throw uh, the first punch and – knock out the Titans in Nashville. I mean, and beat them for the first time there since 2013. Yeah, I'm concerned in the fact, Hayes, that last week was the Jaguars' big moment, right? This is the biggest game. And the Jaguars played horrible. So it concerns me that here we have another moment of this game matters so much, and yet it might be too big for them because they are young and all that stuff. I'm also concerned, obviously, about the injuries. We've talked about those throughout the week. But, right, if ever you're going to send a message to the Tennessee Titans, which you haven't been able to do very often, Sunday is the day. Yeah, and I'll say this, too. I th- I've been thinking about this a lot. We talk about it on radio the whole time and on TV hits and, and, and doing radio in other markets and and again, I, 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 I'm always glasses half full guy or three quarters full guy. I've, and I've always admitted that. And I try to find the positive. So, but I don't think I'm reaching on this one. You were, the season started August 4th. Practice started July 20th. It was a long time. They went to London. They went to California. They played. They went a long time before their break. You were due at one point to lay an egg. I'm not excusing it. There's no excusing the lack of energy, how poorly they played. They're mad, they're angry, they're embarrassed, and they should be. This isn't saying, oh, Frank's saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's okay. But where I'm going with this is I would be really surprised if the Titans don't get all they got on Sunday. You know what I mean? I, I would be really surprised if Jacksonville, I mean, if the Titans beat them because they're better, then that's what happens. But I would be really, really surprised if the Titans don't get everything this team has because of what happened last week. Now, having said that, the Titans have lost two in a row, too. And I can tell you, talking to Mike Keith on and off the air, they feel like their backs are against the wall. And a team, when you're a bully ball team, which is what they are, tough, physical, and your backs are against the wall, you get back to being who you are. 
and that's who they are. And so I don't think you're going to see a lot of passes. I don't think you're going to see a lot of passes on first down. I think 22 is getting the ball. I think that that's how they're going to play, right? I mean, I don't think there's much mystery into how they're playing. I think you, uh, you know, sometimes they say, well, did you get to so They got their game plan. I think I got their game plan. I think I got a pretty good idea of what the game plan is going to be. I think the Titans are going to – they feel like Jeffrey Simmons and their front four, the, the Jags are going to have trouble blocking them because they always have trouble blocking them, and I think they're going to hand the ball to 22. I, I think I could pretty much draw the game plan up for the Titans. Yeah, the Titans are going to put on their brass knuckles. And, and they're just, correct. And they're going to throw haymakers. And it's going to be up to the Jaguars to withstand that and throw uh, some of their own. And I think it's a big challenge for them because I, I do. Tennessee is just going to try and basically rough them up in the trenches, and they're built to do it. And uh, the Jaguars have answers for that. Um, and in a lot of ways, that plays to the Jaguars' advantage. But the Titans have proven that they're one of the mentally, physically toughest teams in the NFL. The Jaguars haven't proven that in the least. And uh, and this is going to be a massive test because that's all Mike Vrabel is going to hammer to them this week is this is going to come down to a street fight. And if you're the Titans, you have an opportunity to end the race now. If you win Sunday, the race is over. You don't have to worry about the Colts. Obviously, you don't have to worry about the Texans. And the Jaguars will be out of mulligans they'll, they'll be out of the division so i uh, tennessee is gonna I, I mean i think both teams to your point are gonna be focused i think the intensity will be very high on both sides uh but it's just gonna come down to can the jaguars withstand 60 minutes of that from tennessee and can they be the stronger team in the final 10 minutes the titans the one thing about the titans the offensive line this season has not been very good and so the reason derrick henry hasn't been playing as well as we would expect is there are no holes the only downside, though, Frank, is the fact that the Jaguars' defensive line has not been man-eaters over the past few weeks either. But you're right. The line has not been good. Particularly the tackles have not been good at all, and that is a big, big part of it. So we'll see. By the way, Daryl Henderson was just waived by the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I, I can tell you what they got is not what they expected. I can tell you the original expectation was he'd get here. He got it like on a Thursday. It was it a Thursday, I think. It was late in the week, mm-hmm. whatever week. Whatever, third. Yeah, yeah, he was no Baker Mayfield. Yet. No, but he, how about that? <laughs> but, but but he got didn't he get her like on a Thursday, something like that. And and I know the I can tell you the original hope was sit out one week, and then by the next week hopefully he'd be up, maybe in place of Snoop or whatever. And then the longer he was here, the more they realized that wasn't happening. Now whether that means he's physically out of shape. Or wasn't getting the, wasn't picking up the offense, or wasn't getting along, or I don't know any of that, I, and I don't want to guess at that. But I can tell you, the expectation was that he would be up pretty quick, and they figured out pretty quick that that wasn't going to happen. So, so, I, so I was not surprised by the news today. Were you surprised yeah. by the news today? Uh, a little bit, just because yeah. he's done some things in the league, so it's yeah. surprising that it, it, they're giving up on him so quickly yeah. here. I, I think they were surprised. But, I think they yeah. were surprised with what they got. And, and remember now. He's done some things in the league, and a bad team cut him. You know. Well, true, but yeah. they've been a good team, right? And so it does make you wonder: Was McVeigh able to get something out of a nothing player? Yeah. And then the nothing player got away from a good system, yeah. and was exposed as a nothing player. It doesn't surprise you the fact that at least the news today, because he hasn't played at all. Right. I thought he might play the very first week that he got here, even though I knew it was soon. But still, like we said, Baker I, Mayfield, I, you can show up and just. I can go tell into you when they action. got him on Thursday, that ran through their mind. 
but they were pretty certain he'd play the second week. And then, right, we and, certainly haven't seen him at yeah, all, and, and so that's and, been and a big so question. so I think sometimes what you get is not what you thought you were getting. And I just, and again, that, 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 I don't know any more details than that, but I, but I can tell you by the time I saw it today, it did not shock me. It, I, it did not shock me. So, so but, back to, but back to the point at hand. Can you find a way to win? Can you, again, this has been, you've been bullied. Nothing better. I told you this yesterday. There's movies about hitting the bully in the mouth. Enough's enough. The narrative. And, 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 the, and the, the Tennessee Titans have been the team that has bullied this team. And, that, and at some point, that story's going to happen. At some point, at some point you're going to, I think, okay, I think it's going to happen at some point. So it'll be, it, it's a really interesting game. Here's one I hope other. they have, by the way, Cisco. They're not going to have Muma at all. I hope they have Cisco. Yeah, and not having Muma means Devin Lloyd starts. Would not shock me if you saw some Shaq Quarterman in some, some running situations, some physical, you know, you're getting, you're, here comes Derrick Henry. Uh, I would not be shocked if you said, we'll see. But he is the third linebacker now. He is the, he's, the third, he's the third guy. So it would not shock me if you saw not him. Not too late to call Leon Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> he's played against him before, I've heard. Yeah, he's yeah. experienced. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I was on my way to Philadelphia when that play happened. I was watching the game on a plane yeah. and for pe- uh, right. to go to Army-Navy when that play and happened. And for people that don't know what we're talking about, Derrick Henry in one of his stiff-armed, stiff-armed Leon Jacobs uh, in plus territory about the 20-yard line. I think Leon went flying to about the 10, and Derek scored, yes. if, you're, if you're one of the plays. So uh, a former linebacker with the Jaguars. One other thought about if you win the game, and think about this now, if you win the game, apart from playoff possibilities, that's still slim. It's still in play. You've now beaten them for the first time in Nashville since 2013. That's a long time. And Will Blackman still tweets about it. Yeah, he does. I <laughs> he mean, does. he's been out of the league for like six, <laughs> right, seven right, years right. now. So, I loved Fred Taylor saying that, yeah. you know, the the Titans game brings out the best of him as a player and the worst of him as a fan. I right, love that. Right. The, the, but here's the thing. If you get him, well, now you're going to get him again in your stadium on the last game of the year where if it matters for you, that means they're in trouble. If it doesn't matter for you, and, and they've already clinched, which is a pretty good chance, they're up three with five to play, then you're not getting their best game. You're not getting Derrick Henry. You're not getting – which means you might sweep them. And even though that doesn't matter to them this year, sweeping the Titans in terms of the, 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 the psychological effect as you move forward would matter. There's no doubt in my mind it would matter. No, we'll jump in the pools after the game. Yeah, that's how I'm telling you. The they, I mean, they, I mean, think, I mean they're, they're, if you walk away, even though it doesn't matter to them, even though we get to a point where it doesn't matter to them, sweeping them would matter to this fan base and to this team and the psychology of this team is it tries to build something it hasn't had in a long time. How confident do you all feel? And I'm not asking you to give your pick yeah. away, but, but how confident do you feel about this game? It's going to be a hard game to win. I, I mean, look, it's been 2013. I mean, so that, that, it's going to be a hard game for them to win. But I will tell you, I would be beyond shocked if you saw a replay of last week. Number one, as we've all said, they match up better because they match up better with a physical running team than they do a team that, that, that plays fast and throws it a lot. Number two, that one's out of their system. So am I going to pick them to win? Probably not. But I would tell you I would be shocked. I would be way less surprised if they won than I would be if they had 42-10 to 10 put on them. I would be, that would really surprise me. They're gonna, I can tell you being around them, being around the staff, I can tell you this week they are really, not just the coaches, the players are legitimately embarrassed, upset. Despite the fact they were only 4-7 and seven going into the game, 
they were proud of the fact that they had played everybody tough, that they were a tough out no matter who, whether you were the Chiefs or the Chargers or anybody else. The Eagles. The Eagles, they were a damn tough out, and they were proud of the fact that they were that tough out, and they're embarrassed that they weren't a tough out last week. And I would be shocked for that reason, Lauren. I would be absolutely shocked if they don't play a hard-nosed tough. No, they could play a sloppy game. You know, they could turn it over a bunch, and, and, and then they're in trouble. But I'd be shocked if they don't play very well. We'll talk more about it. Uh, Jaguars and Titans coming up in Nashville. Let's take a break. But we do want to remind you we're live here at the Ale House at the corner of Beach and Hodges, where as part of the Hastings Injury Law Firm annual toy drive, we are trying to raise money for uh, big brothers, big sisters of Northeast Florida. When we come back, we'll say hello to Sarah Alfred, who does such a great job uh, in running big brothers and big sisters. And uh, we'll talk all about what's coming up today. That's after this on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Hey, we welcome you back. We're live at the Ale House. It's our very special day, the Hastings Injury Law Firm uh, Toy Drive, the 10th annual to benefit Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Northeast Florida. Sarah Alford runs uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters. She joins us now on the program. Sarah, how are you? I'm so good, and I'm so happy to be with you all in person and be together this holiday season. Yeah, it's a fun, this is a fun day. It's this one of my a, favorite days yeah, of the year. Yeah, same, same, same with all of us, and, and, and it's a big deal to us. And I want you to... I want us to all tell the story uh, of our friend uh, Warren Grimes, God rest his soul, and how we're all in here together in large part because of Warren. But, but let's start with this event. It's the 10th one we've done. Um, I think it's a big deal for us, and, and I sense it's a big deal for Big Brothers Big Sisters as well. It is such a big deal. You know, we serve every young person that needs or wants a mentor at Big Brothers Big Sisters, but the vast majority of our young people are coming from homes where – they maybe just are under-resourced a little bit. Um, and so this year, you know, this event that happens every year, this creates gifts for our families, a lot of times that are strapped otherwise. And we know how hard the last year has been for everybody's budget. So this is particularly special for the children in our family and our big brother's family. Absolutely. Sarah, can you believe the amount of gifts that we have and toys that we have? And it's not even yet. I started yet. It's not even. <laughs> no, I rolled in and I was like, oh, my gosh, so many people beat me here yeah, with yeah. all these wonderful <laughs> gifts. So it's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's it, every year. This is one of the times that you kind of go, OK, people are good. The world is great. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of gives you that happy tackling fuel to do the rest of the stuff. Sarah, I always love when you tell us about how the the kids come in and and get the toys. Can you share what that morning is like? Absolutely. So actually that will happen this Sunday. Okay. Um, So we come, we bring all the toys to our office this evening and we'll get up there early on Sunday morning. We get it kind of organized. We kind of create a little bit of a workshop. And this year we're actually returning to that. In the past two years we had to shop for our families. But this year we have a queue of families that will show up and then they will go through with a little elf, a little volunteer helper, and they'll get to go through and pick a selection of gifts from everything that's donated specific for themselves or their loved ones. And I think that's the part that's super special, right? So um, the gift of giving someone the opportunity to gift. And so our littles will come through and pick out stuff for their siblings, for the people in their family. Um, And it's just a really happy, beautiful moment for sure. That's a cool thing, the, the gift to gift, to, to learn how to give, which yeah. is great. Hey, to give us the background of Big Brothers Big Sisters. Uh, we sometimes on radio make the mistake of assuming people know everything because we did it last year and the year before. But for yeah. people that are new to the party here, tell us how Big Brothers and Big Sisters, not just locally, but how the whole initiative came about. Yeah, so Big Brothers Big Sisters locally is 108 years old, 118 years old nationally. Okay. Started up in the New York area, and it happened to be a court clerk that kept seeing the same young boys come through the system and thankfully he stopped to say okay what is the red thread here what is the commonality and the missing link was they were all lacking a positive male role model 
And he could have stopped there. He could have said, oh, interesting, job done. Let me go back to my day job. Um, instead, he decided to go to his men's church group, and he got a bunch of men engaged and said, if we could start meeting with these boys, maybe we can make a difference. And that's how Big Brothers was born. And so in less than 10 years, it had made its way all the way down to Jacksonville. Wow. And we've been here 108 years since. So um, really started at a place of creating community and family and that village that it takes to raise young people. And that's an extension of who we are today. So we have community-based, which most people think about. It's a young person getting snatched up and going to a Jaguar game or going out and exploring the Riverside Art Market, different things in the community. But we also have school-based mentoring. We have workplace mentoring. We have a Bigs and Badges program. So we're creating trust and understanding within our service community and our young people. And, and it's all just about building a family together and being part of a community. Sarah, how did you get started with Big Brothers Big Sisters? I love this story because I always joke, I'm here on accident, stay on purpose. Right. <laughs> um, so speaking of our, my predecessor, Warren Grimes, um, I met with him. So my father-in-law and he were fraternity brothers at Jacksonville University, go Dolphins. And I was meeting with him. I was moving back from New York City and uh, was looking for a job. And they said, as people who know Warren would know, he knows everybody. Um, and they said, come on and just meet this guy. And we had a really heartfelt conversation, as he often would do when he was trying to mentor people. And within about 15 minutes, he said, come work for me. And I said, oh, no, no, I'm doing this thing over here. And he sweet-talked his way into my heart. And I took a job as a quality assurance specialist to help make sure that we uh, continue to keep child safety first at our program, that we do everything with the best gold standard we could. And I think it was like two weeks in and I looked at my husband and I said, oh no, I'm really in love with this mission and I'm going to be here a long time. So I just hit 15 years. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you awesome. with the agency. And I've been at the CEO seat for five years now already, which is crazy to think about um, Warren leaving us five years ago. But yeah, it's been five years now. And, 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 and the story I told before you sat down is the one I know you know that Warren and I went way back and he was helping children and helping young people uh, chart their path well before he was involved in Big Brothers Big Sisters. Yes. So he was the perfect person uh, to, to, to really take that baton before he passed it to you. Yes. He was the perfect person. For he was. He was really good at that, and he loved to tell stories, and he loved to hear stories, and I think it really made him great at linking people with opportunity right. because he was just kind of always present and knowing how he could help and support. How can people become mentors? That is a great question. Um, we start with Mentor 101. So it's a very fun, interactive, virtual training that we're doing. Um, you hop on. You spend about an hour, hour and a half with us to learn all about what we think mentoring is. So we could kind of be talking from the same page of the book. Um, we tell you about our children, our programs. And at that point, after we do that session, that's the opportunity for you to say, yeah, this is for me. Or you know what? I'm looking more for like a one-time volunteer event. This is very much like a long-term, consistent experience. Um, but what's great is we send you through an interview process after that. And you get to tell us all about who you are and the life you've lived and why you're motivated to be a big. And we use all of that to match you with a young person. So if you walked in today, you know, Frank and decided to be a big brother, you wouldn't get the kid that just happened to be waiting the longest. We would go through all these layers of compatibility and interest and passion points, availability, how, how you see it working. And we find the right match for you that way. And then we support you the whole way. And I think that's the part that's really different about Big Brothers is you have a specialist that's there to check in on you every month. 
give you free Jaguar tickets if you want to go out to a game <laughs> um, and do lots of other fun and exciting things in the community. Sarah Alford with us, the CEO of Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Northeast Florida. All right, tell us about other things going on, fundraisers. I know you got an event coming up in just a bit. Tell us about other ways you're trying to grow your initiative. Absolutely. So January is National Mentoring Month. Okay. Um, obviously, we love to celebrate that at Big Brothers Big Sisters, and we're combining the celebration with our little big run. So okay. January 28th, last Saturday, um, great opportunity to start the new year with some good resolutions, get out, get running, um, and come on out for our little big run in that event we are also having free food trucks that are part of the experience jso is going to bring their gaming truck out it's a really fun time and so we have uh, the 5k and a one mile fun run so you can walk it you can stroller it if that's the <laughs> the game you're in um but yeah that's a really great way for people to get engaged with us and where's the 5k slash one mile fun run it's going to be on the south bank river walk we're okay. going to start and end right at the winston ymca our great friends over at the ymca are hosting us there what are other ways hayes asked you this too it's a good question how do you become a mentor what are uh, your initiatives so good and i mean that sarah what, what you guys do is so important what are other ways people can help you? Are there, are there fundraising drives? Are there, how do people help what you're doing, apart from being a mentor, which is the, the, yeah. the main thing I would imagine? You know, we're, I'm so happy that you asked that. We write a lot of grants, and that's how we fund our programs. Yeah. But a lot of the state grants in particular, there's limitations on what you can use the funding for. And so we're always looking for donors, partners who want to gift to us to help cover those gaps. Um, one of the things that's really funny is marketing. Like you can't cover marketing with a state dollar, which is okay and wonderful, but it's hard to run a program if you can't tell people you're running a program, right? right, right. Um, so that's a great opportunity. We're always looking for people to support our events, just to become a donor and a friend. Um, we are also, every month we offer a free activity for our matches. So if you have something that's great, it's an excursion, an, an experience, a community service project, we love to create those experiences for our young people too. And that's a really great way to start a relationship with our mission. Uh, it can be a single day experience and then you can um, enrich the lives of some young people and go on about your own life. Do we have a record that we're trying to break today? Do we know the toy record for the <laughs> I toy don't drive? Know. You know, last year was incredible. We like we took a we had to go to the um, panoramic shot, right, I think, right. because there, oh, there were so amazing. many toys. Yeah, it's amazing. Every year. Every yeah. year. Um, and it, it just gets better and better. And, you know, last year we served about 500 young people in yeah. our program. We'll serve hundreds of ki yeah. kids with these gifts this I, year. I think so. we've been in the low 500s, and I think we're going to beat it. That's yeah. I, I think we it have. It really is so. so generous, so incredible. So Sarah Alford from uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters, I say this humbly. Thank you for letting us be part of this. Yes. It's a big deal to us. Thank you. I love seeing you guys every year. It's my favorite year. Favorite day. Brett Hastings will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Brett will be about right at the top of the hour uh, to talk about why this is so important to him. So we'll take a break. More in a moment. We're live at the Ale House. Don't forget, come on by now, the corner of Beach and Hodges. Please bring a toy, an unwrapped uh, gift for a, uh, for, a, for a child that, quite frankly, might be the only one they get. So we'd love to have you do it. Sarah, thanks again. Good seeing you. Thank you all. Back Happy in a moment. holidays. Happy holidays. Back in a moment. 1010XL 92.5 FM. He's the man with all the toys. Someone found a lighted house. Hey, we're glad you're with us. We're live at the Ale House. We want to thank Big Chief Tire. Always, it's, it's, it just makes perfect sense that on this day, Big Chief Tire is also our day sponsor because nobody cares about people like my friend the Parmans and the wonderful folks at Big Chief Tire. Four locations in town. 
uh, wherever you are, you're near one. There's two on the west side, the north side, and the south side. Uh, go by and see Big C Tire for automotive service tires, oil changes, uh, brakes alignments, and, of course, those are terrific tires. You get that. Should I know that the Beach Boys have a Christmas? I've never heard that song. Is that have you, is that a popular? Oh, they got Christmas a bunch of. Them. They got about four or five of them. Jolly St. Nick and uh, honestly, or, I yeah, feel they like have a bunch every of single I've artist who's one. ever lived has yeah. a Christmas album. Yeah, you, but yes, you, you are they, entitled. Beach Boys do. You're entitled to be young enough to probably not know the beach stuff. Um, whether or not, because you said that Steve Carline disowned yeah. you, is between right. you and him. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I, but, I know but I would Beach support Boys the, Christmas songs. Yeah. I've okay. just never heard, heard that, that one. You heard gotcha. Little St. Nick. Yeah. This yeah. Is yeah. That's yeah. their most yeah. famous yeah. Christmas yeah. But, song. Yeah. They, but she's right. They're, everyone's got a Christmas album. I was you know? driving the other day and I heard a Garth Brooks Christmas song in the he's middle of it. He starts talking. Yeah. And he's like, my wife, Sandy, and I. And he sounded way more country than yeah. I've ever heard yeah. him when he talks now. And I'm like, it's so yeah. crazy how different the, he is. The but Eagles yeah. have a Christmas sure. album. The Doobie Brothers had it. You know, they all, they all Every do country the person does. Yeah, That's so, for dang so, sure. So, they all do. So, so there's that. Um, all right. So let's get back to the Jags just for a second here. The uh, is there, There's no doubt in my mind that Christian Kirk's been worth every dollar. No, he's not an over-the-top, out-wide Run by Jalen Ramsey, guys. Not a, but I think, and and as this thing moves on in years to come, and they get Calvin Ridley or someone like him who's outside, and they get more good players, and Trevor becomes a, a more um, veteran quarterback. I think the sky's the limit. I think he's going to have a gigantic career here, and I think what he has done this year, he's right on schedule for that. Agree or disagree? I totally agree. I think Christian Kirk's been magnificent, and uh, I I think in terms of. Jaguar free agents. I mean, I think he's on his, well on his way to, to being a, a top five guy in terms of I do free too. agent acquisition. So, uh, no, I, I think you have to be really pleased with Christian Kirk. And uh, obviously, uh, you'd love to see him finish the year off really strong and, you know, go out there in Nashville this weekend, put up 100, and get back in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I think to, to at this point already have almost 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns. I think the biggest thing, though, is not just the stats. It's he and Trevor have developed that chemistry. Trevor had none of that last season with any of his wideouts. And so for Trevor to know Christian Kirk's my go-to guy, he obviously threw that beautiful pass to him last week in Detroit. I think that's even more important. It's Trevor's development that we're watching so closely this whole entire season. He's got 62 catches for 829 yards and seven touchdowns, and there's five games left. So this he so he's he's tracking a, an eleven touchdown season, uh, I mean eleven touchdowns and probably eleven hundred yards. When do we have that around here? You know, I mean think I mean long time. Yeah, I mean I mean and a guy he's twenty five years old. He may have turned twenty six now, but he got here at twenty five years old. A guy that was set to do this. He's he's mature. He's a professional. He's uh he's not ever going to come in out of shape. He's you know what I mean. He's not ever. There's never going to be any off field stuff. I mean. When is the last time we've had that? When is it? When has a receiver felt like that around here? When DJ Chark had his season with over a thousand yards, he still just had eight touchdowns. And it didn't. I liked. I love DJ Chark. It didn't feel like this. DJ was fast. He I'm was sure a, a lot of those player. were garbage. Well, and yeah. that's the thing. Even with like Allen Robinson's big year, you yeah. know, whenever that was, 2015. It, again, because of what you're talking about, so much of it was in, insignificant mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of affecting ball games. I mean, I, I. How much Christian Kirk's production is has pretty much all been in games that were where those catches that yardage was very meaningful and uh, and so yeah I I think it's it has been a while and and I can't wait to see Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley next year Christian Kirk uh, the best receiver on the Jaguars team this year he's going to have a big career here and he's the subject of this Hayes Carlion one on one.
Nobody goes behind the scenes and inside the locker room better than Hayes Carlion. Here's Hayes with another one-on-one on The Frangie Show. All right, we're pleased to be joined with Jaguars receiver Christian Kirk here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. It's great to see you. How are you doing? Good to see you as well. I'm doing great. Good week? Yeah, great week so far. Yeah. You getting ready for uh, Christmas? Doing my best, yeah, you know, you... trying to get all the, the presents ordered and whatnot. And <laughs> Doug says it's, uh, you know, we call it eliminating distractions. And that's definitely one of them during this time of year is trying to get all the Christmas presents ordered. Absolutely. You got a favorite Christmas carol? Uh... I don't. I wouldn't say I don't. Like, I like, uh, was it like Michael Buble? Yeah. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and stuff like that. Like, I like that. So, just the traditional stuff. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, huge game this week. Uh, Obviously, this is one you got to get to stay in the the tournament. Um, What's kind of the mindset of the team going into the the big game in Nashville? Yeah, it's that. It's that this is a big one. It's a must win. Uh, We know what's on the line. And, you know, with them being in first place, um, you know, they're, they're the one at the top that we're all going for. So, you know, for us, it's just coming out, um, you know, playing intense, playing physical and, uh, you know, discipline in our in our game plan. What's the responsibility you guys have this week in practice when, you know, Trevor's not able to go as he kind of recovers from the toe, at least in practice, to make sure everything's sharp for game day? Yeah, it's just being in the right places, you know, where we're supposed to be, um, you know, at all times, you know, when we're supposed to be there, uh, especially for us as receivers, is just being on our spots, you know, so when he comes in, he can kind of, you know, pick up where he left off from. But, you know, I thought CJ did a great job, you know, coming in and, you know, not losing a step. And, uh, you know, we're prepared for any situation on Sunday. Uh, and I thought the guys did a great job, you know, preparing. And Trevor showed incredible toughness on Sunday in Detroit. Uh, it looks like he'll be able to go. So uh, big boost having him out there. And what, what, did, what did he show you from a toughness standpoint? Um, you know, nothing that I didn't already know about him. You know, I know he's a tough kid and, you know, he's taking some shots this season and, some, and battled through some things. And, uh, has never flinched, never blinked the whole time. So, uh, you know, he's he's always kind of been that way, and you know, you don't really expect anything, um, you know, less of him. What stands out about Tennessee secondary and what they like to do back there? Yeah, um, you know, nothing, nothing too exotic. Uh, you know, they're not going to try to trick you out of what they're doing. Uh, you know, you're going to know what they're in. You know, when you line up, but they're disciplined, they're physical, they play fast, and they play hard. And so, you know, for us, it's just matching that. You know, being able to match that and you know, stay disciplined in what we're doing. Are you happy with the season you're having? The numbers are pretty good. Uh, And I know, obviously, you wish the wins were probably more. But from an individual standpoint, Christian, how do you feel like it's gone for you so far this year? I think it's, you know, gone pretty good. And um, definitely feel like I've I've left a a decent amount out there. Um, You know, but like you mentioned, you know, I just, uh, you know, hope and and keep want to continue trying to accumulate that into wins. Um, You know, that was my main goal, to come here and help win football games. And, just feel like we haven't done that enough. And, you know, I for sure, you know, personally um, want to be able to, to help change the game and, you know, help us help us put W's on on the on the board. So, um, you know, personally, it's been, you know, a pretty good year, um, you know, but still not done yet. Got a lot left and, you know, want to want to keep, you know, trending upwards, you know, going into the back half of the season. What was Doug's approach for you guys this week coming off the, the lopsided loss? Uh, flush it, you know, flush it. Obviously, it was disappointing. You know, nobody wanted to watch it. Nobody wanted to be a part of that. Um, so it's just flush it. And, uh, you know, we know the challenge that we have at hand. Uh, you know, we're still in it. So, you know, we just got to take control of our destiny. Yeah, two games against them. Uh, that's That seems unique uh, for division teams to be not having met this deep into the season. Have you ever experienced anything like that? 
Yeah, um, you know, definitely. I think last year, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we played Seattle in the last, um, you know, five games of the season twice. So um, it's it's common, um, you know, even if it's in the back half of the season, sometimes it happens within, you know, the middle part of the season. You know, you see a team within, the, you know, four weeks of one another. So it's just, uh, you know, preparing each week and, you know, being able to adjust, you know, on the fly and, you know, be able to, to, to match, you know, what each team is doing. Does it make it more specific in terms of the film that you'll watch on Tennessee because you guys have played so many common opponents? Do you do you go back further or do you still focus on, like, the last three or do you look at common opponents? Like, when you when you study Tennessee, what's kind of the stuff that you, you really hone in on when it's the first meeting so late in the year? Uh, you know, you really hone on stuff that teams have done that, you know, we run similarly. Um, you try to look at a system that's similar to ours and stuff that we like to do, concepts we like to get to, you know, run scheme-wise and whatnot. And so you try to break it down by that. And then, you know, there's some outliers as well. But, um, you know, our coaches do a great job of being able to kind of rifle through all that film and, you know, put together cut-ups, you know, for us, you know, to see the stuff that we need to see and get ready for the game. Awesome. Christian Kirk, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck Sunday in Nashville. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I appreciate Christian Kirk's time. He's been fantastic to deal with all season, and he's been great on the field. Just an excellent addition uh, by Trent Balky, Doug Peterson. Christian Kirk is uh, is well on his way to having an illustrious career here with the Jaguars. When they get good, and I do feel like it's when, not if, he will be such a go-to guy for national media, for pregame shows, for sports center. You know, I mean, he, he will be that guy. I'm I'm not saying he'll be the face. The face of the franchise is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Right. But he will be a go-to veteran. It'll feel like he's been here 15 years. He Don't you say? That's the guy he will become. I think he does have a chance to be like the offensive version of Calais Campbell. Yes, yes. You know, somebody that could be here and hopefully be here a little longer because he's getting here earlier in his career than Calais got here. Uh, you know, but somebody who can over a, you know, three- to five-year period – hopefully longer, really resonate as somebody that the fans really gravitated towards and uh, really appreciated, and, and they should. And now he's got he's to keep it going. It's been one good year. It, it, you know, obviously, you know, Calais gave, gave you three. Yeah. So, I and mean, Calais had great that charisma. Correct. Yeah, but, but, but I hear you. But, yeah, I think, I think Trevor Lawrence and, and Christian Kirk, you know, easily could have three 1,000-yard seasons together. I mean, barring, And if they do that, yeah. look, this franchise hasn't exactly had yes. all pro players left and right. If that happens, if Christian Kirk has three 1,000-yard seasons here, I, I mean, that's that, he's, he's going to be fondly remembered. And, and I will tell you, I'll go as far as saying, barring an injury to either, I'd be surprised if it doesn't play out that way. Barring an I would in, too. Barring an injury to, to Trevor or Christian Kirk, I would be surprised if, if, if it's not 3,000-plus-yard seasons. It's pretty obviously going to be one this year, so I'd be surprised. I think when you add Kelvin Ridley, you're going to end up with Christian Kirk as one of the best slot receivers in the game. That's, that's how I think it will work yeah, out. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, uh, what happened in the football? Did I say that right? Football, yes. You said it very well. So Argentina was leading 2-1. to one. There had already been a little bit of chippiness. And we're, this is, these this are is the, against the Netherlands who knocked the United in, States out. In the quarters? And this is the quarterfinals. Okay. Yes, that is correct. So Argentina with Lionel Messi, the, one of the most famous players in the world, they're leading 2-1. to one. There were 10 minutes of extra stoppage time, 10 minutes because the Netherlands cleared their bench, so they had to separate people, so a lot of extra stoppage time. 
So with about 30 seconds left in the entire we, we match. Again, in soccer, you don't really know how much is left, but you know what much. You know about. It, there were 10 minutes of stoppage time. It was in the 101st minute, and the Netherlands had a free kick, which means they were fairly close to the goal but not in the penalty box. They had a free kick. They played it perfectly. Netherlands scores. It's now 2-all. We have reached the end of the 90 minutes, uh, obviously plus stoppage time, and now they will play extra time. Yeah, and uh, now how, what is, how does this go? This is 30 minutes, uh, and then... Is it sudden death? It's or not it, sudden oh, death. They actually, nope. Oh, it's not. It's not sudden death. So we will go to the end of 30 minutes. If no one has won at the end of 30 minutes, we'll go to penalty kicks. And there, I can hear some people here at Ale House Agent Hodges are definitely watching the game because I can hear the moans and groans yeah, and cheers. They're, they're, they're so if this goes to PKs, I know we're going to hear so, some loud so, stuff. So even if they score right away, there's still 28 more minutes. That is correct, sir. And quarterfinals means how many teams are left? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, eight, okay. to answer your question. Yeah, because, uh, and again. This is the Elite Eight for again, basketball I, fans. I, and again, there will and be a Final what, Four. And I appreciate how much people love the World Cup. It's awesome. I would recommend some system where we knew exactly how much time's left rather than guessing there's not much. Am I, I know you're a soccer person. That's a fair request, isn't it? No? It, it's impossible because the main referee is the only one with the amount of okay. time, the exact well, amount of time. it's not impossible <laughs> because we see other sports where they've got a clock where it is possible, right? Stay with me here. Yeah, I, I actually can't come with you on this one. We <laughs> talked about this the other day. It, it can't be done because the ref has to determine right. how much – because since they never stop the clock for anything, right. which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, That's so why be, it's the beautiful yeah, game. So because of that, you do have to decide. The ref has to decide at the end of the 45 minutes, okay, how much, how time? much time did we waste? And then that in we have to stoppage make up. time. Ben can have a clock? And they do. They show 10 minutes. But then if there's another delay, then you have to have a little bit more in stoppage time. But can I... Can I have a system where we know what the little bit more is? So the question is, can we project the referee's watch and that time somewhere? Oh, I'm I see. sure you're, someone's you're, smarter you're, than Oh, me. I see. What you're saying is even during the eight extra minutes, Correct. more stuff Stop happens. It. Correct. More stuff can happen. If a goal is scored in the stoppage time, which exactly is what happened, then you may have another, if it had been scored a little earlier, then you may have another couple minutes. But, yes, the referee has the stoppage time on his watch or the official time. We need that projected, and then I've solved your problem. Should we have robo-refs <laughs> at the World Cup? No, I think the refs have actually okay. done a, a pretty good job, other than maybe some delays with the VAR, which is the reviews. I think they've been pretty good. <laughs> By the way. The wheels are spinning. No, yeah. no, I'm going to accept it right now. What I, exactly are you thinking right now? Because you look here's like what you're, I'm thinking. In you're working devious. In basketball <laughs> and football. Okay, baseball. So we're telling the rest of the world. No, 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 no. If you ask me what I'm thinking, please let me continue to answer. Thank you very much. The in basketball and football, you know exactly how much time is left. If you you don't launch a three pointer and hope, well, I missed it. I wonder if I have time for another one. Right. That's my point. What 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 you need is like in basketball, if there is an injury or the ball goes out of bounds or there's free throws, we stop the clock. Right. In football, if there's an injury, we stop the yeah. clock. And, and In soccer, they do not stop yeah. the clock and, and for by, anything. Yeah, and by the way, joking aside for a second, I do get the there's, there's tradition and heritage in every sport. And, and part of what makes sports different is what makes them great. And I do, and I do understand. But I'm, I do I'm, understand I'm what you're saying. No, but I understand bit. what you're saying because yeah. there are times when you're watching a game yeah. intently. Yeah. 
emotionally and invested, and you don't know yeah. once it reaches stoppage time how much more time you really are going to yeah. have. Yeah, I mean, As a diehard <laughs> soccer fan, I find your line of questioning incredibly impressive. <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't want someone telling me you could put a laser and always tell if the guy's foot hit first base before the ball got there. I don't want that. Yeah. Okay, but That would probably be better, but I don't want it. I want the umpire saying whether or not he's out or safe. Okay, and I don't mind review. So sure, I, so I, I, get I get the question. I get the uniqueness of every sport and has its own thing. But when I saw this happen up there, they're all cheering, but we have no idea if the games. We have no idea. Well, that what's crazy about that is, I mean, they literally were down to probably less than thirty seconds at that point when they scored. So they're at ninety three fifty right now. So Which when it gets to a hundred minutes, <laughs> do they go back to zero? No. Love that you asked that. Okay. <laughs> Because there's no rational reason why you would other than it was a great question. It was, it was a very great. Again, my, my point on so I've told you this before. No, I get it. That if you should count down, okay, and here's why you should count down instead of counting up because how much time has elapsed doesn't matter. All that matters is how much time is left. The, on, the only significance is how much time is left. Right. Not, okay, so, so if it's 88 doesn't matter. You know what matters? Two, except it's more than two. Okay, I'm done. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about bowl games and Jack Miller. Stay with us. We love our friends at Big Chief it's Tire with four locations around Jacksonville. When I needed tires earlier this year, that's where I went. When we need oil changes, brakes, anything, you name it, we go see our friends at Big Chief Tire. We are watching the World Cup here at Ale House, Beach and Hodges. And, of course, we are collecting toys, unwrapped toys for kids at Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northeast Florida. It's our annual toy drive brought to you by the Hastings Injury Law Firm. And, Frank, I, I think yeah, as far as time goes, we're only technically 21 minutes yeah, into this believe. officially. I think we have a record already as far as just for this time. It's, 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 hard, it's hard to believe how much is sitting there, how much is there already. By the way, can, can I even hear a basketball call? If basketball I had, would love if basketball, to hear the if basketball, basketball had the soccer clock. Yes. Okay. Um, dribbles down, fires out the left wing, lets one fly. Got it. With, uh, we think a little bit of time left. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me uh, Flutie's Hail Mary. Okay. Flutie rolls out, looks, looks. He's going to let it fly. He's got Gerard Phelan. Phelan's got it. <laughs> we think there's some time left. We don't know. How's that? How'd I do? I, got any perfect. Other ones? Those too good? Uh, heap to cleave. He's, what's that? Okay. <laughs> Franks rolls out, rolls out, rolls out. He's going to let this thing fly. Tyree Cleveland is behind the defense. Caught. <laughs> Touchdown. We think there may be some time if we don't know. How that? Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Works well. I thought so. Yeah. There you go. How about that? Pretty good. So there you go. Do you have any suggestions? Job. Yeah. No. Anything you want him to call? That's not all I got. That's not all I got. Uh, so that's that it. There you go. So there's just uh, – I just don't remember. But anyway, so there you go. Great All talk. right, let's get into some college how about, uh, bowl How about Chioza? We'll just do this for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they inbounded Chioza. Wisconsin with a one-point lead. Dribbles across the timeline. Let's one fly. Good. <laughs> and we think there may be some talent if we don't know. Okay, good. That's all I got. Okay, let's so. get into well some done. college Thanks. bowl games okay. uh, before you really insult everyone who loves the sport of soccer. <laughs> right, they're going to right. uh, For <laughs> most people. Uh, but right, either kidding. way. We're kidding. Soccer no, it, it's, it's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> how important is winning a bowl well, game? I, I'm not sure yeah. once the – I think this year it still matters. I think next year when the college football playoff expands to 12 teams or when that happens in two years, I'm not sure how important it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I hear you. And, and that, that will lessen it, won't it? I, I, there's no doubt. So here's what I was thinking about this. I think for Florida, it really matters this year. I think for Florida State, it really matters this year. I think for Alabama, it doesn't matter at all. I think if you have arrived 
and you're accustomed to playing in the playoff and winning championships. So Clemson also. Clemson also. Yeah. I don't think for Clemson it matters at all. I don't think for Ohio State it matters at all. Now, I say it all. Ohio State's in the playoff, though. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, Penn State. Yeah. But for Penn State, Penn State doesn't matter at all. So, so, it, but it re- so I think it's where you are if you are – if you are in, in, the, in the period of growth and your program is growing, when you're in a period of growth for your program, I think it, there is some significance to a bowl game. So I think for both Florida State and Florida this year, it really matters. FSU gained all this great momentum, and, and I don't think they've lost it if they lose the game. I, I don't think, oh, my God, they lost the bowl game, the momentum's gone. I don't believe that at all. But I think it really adds to the momentum is they, is they embark on a season now where they may, you may look up and there are, they're, to your point, Hayes, a top seven or eight team. I think you're right about that. Well, I think this is the final step to that, is win this game. Because I do think bowls, the bowl game does seem to affect where teams are ranked to start the next season. So for Florida, it really matters because Florida fans don't feel so great about anything. Around them. They love recruiting. They love where they think they're going in terms of getting all the good players. But, A, this season didn't feel great. And, B, there's no reason yet to know that next season's going to be much better. You don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. Now, I'm not saying if Jack Miller is good, then all of a sudden you're confident. But I think you go into the season with the momentum that you clearly do not have now. So, so for a team like Florida State and Florida, I think it absolutely matters. I think for, for other teams that have already been to the mountaintop and are used to being at the mountaintop, there's almost no significance. Agree or disagree? I think it's bigger for Florida State because I think it can really be a launching point game for them. I think I think people will be watching. Those are two great logos, brands of football, Seminoles versus the Sooners. Everybody's going to watch that. Uh, it's in a and it's in a great spot in the bowl calendar. So I think if Florida State beats Oklahoma and they should, they're a seven and a half point favorite. Then I think the narrative with FSU is. Okay, can they really make a charge at winning the ACC next year, maybe getting into a playoff? Uh, I think for Florida, you'd certainly love to win the game. It'd be the difference of having a winning season or having a losing season. That's important. Um, But when you've got so many guys that are sitting it out, when you're playing December 17th in Las Vegas, Nevada, against the mighty Beavers of Oregon State. <laughs> I, I don't think it, it resonates that much. No Former one, Jake Luton. Yeah, no one's going to watch it. It's not going to create a ripple of momentum, I think, either way. If Florida loses, it's, well, you know, they, they took 45 players to Las Vegas and played a team that just beat Oregon, that won nine games. Uh, if, if they win, I think it's a feather in Napier's cap because it would show some toughness, some sticking togetherness. Uh, I think he's going to have to coach a really good game because I, I think he's at a personnel disadvantage, uh, you know, particularly if Jack Miller were to play a, a good game. So I think Napier can gain some things in a victory. But to me, it's, it's, it's a much bigger game for FSU to me than it is for Florida. I think so, too. First of all, Florida State with Jordan Travis expects to be a top 10 team next season. They are already talking about Heisman Trophy potential for Jordan and their team is still working towards something. This is still the same team. Florida, like you said, I mean, yes, there are guys that are in the transfer portal that are going to play is what Billy Napier said, but we're not sure who those guys are. Who's, who's Jack Miller going to be like as a quarterback? We have no idea. And I don't think Florida fans will be extraordinarily disappointed if they lose. I think Florida State fans will be extraordinarily disappointed. Oklahoma was not 
the Oklahoma we've known this season, they do not want to go out losing to that team. I think the other thing, too, about Florida is they are already yeah, looking way into the future than they are the current the current team. I got one for you. And, by the way, I agree with you. Uh, if they lose, it's just another loss. They've had a bunch of them. But if they win, I do think they'll carry some momentum in. How about this? Just for the sake of the discussion, what if Jack Miller is 28 for 34 for 315 yards and three touchdowns and no picks? Does that affect them negatively in the portal? Uh, with quarterbacks, no. I, they, I, Jack Miller could be 38 of 38. They're going to go get Sam Hartman, uh, the Pratt kid from Tulane. They're going to go get Cam Wright. They're going to get somebody out of the portal that I think is going to really shock some people and I think really make Florida fans ecstatic. So if I don't think that changes even if Jack Miller it plays doesn't change phenomenally. The, you're well. not worried about it changing the desire of a guy to come? No, because Napier's going to tell – Let's just say it's Sam Hartman. He's going to tell Sam Hartman, you're my starter day one. We've got Jack Miller for depth if he elects to stay. And we've got Jaden Rashada, who we'd like to redshirt, so we'd like him to only play in four games next year. We, you know, we do not want to play him a, a lot next year. So we, you know, we want you to be the guy. If something happens to you and you can't play, then we've got Jack Miller that can step in for a couple games. And if things really go south, we've got a, a true freshman. But that's basically the room. You're the leader of the room. It's Sam Hartman's team or it's Michael Pratt's team or it's Cam Rising's team. But and people may be laughing out there. I'm telling you, don't be laughing with those names that we're throwing out there. But do Gator fans, Frank, then go, maybe you should have played Jack Miller against well, Kentucky well, or well, against hurt. USF? Well, yeah. that's true. That's well, early well, in the season. Well, Later in the season yeah, when yeah, he, once there, he was healthy. There's always some second guessing. Y yes. If if he throws for that kind of game, shame on Billy not getting him healthy sooner, not getting him ready. Not well, he ready. can't get him healthy. Yeah, sooner. yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. fans. Yeah, fans. Well, yeah. You're, but I'm you're, just, you're being he logical. was legitimately hurt. Right. Yeah, you're Once logic, he you're, got healthy, yeah. then should there you're have been a point in time guy. that he but, played? But the bigger thing to me is, and, I, and by the way, I'm trying to create a conversation. I don't know if yeah. it's going to affect him either. But Auburn's recruiting Sam Hartman too in Florida. Let's for the sake of the conversation. Jack Miller goes 27 for 34. For 316 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Auburn's going to tell Sam Hartman, they got, I don't care what Billy Napier tells you, they got their guy. Billy Napier went and got him from Ohio State, handpicked him from Ohio State, wanted him to be there. You're my guy. I got nobody else. And, and so at the end of the day, I'm not sure I think it's going to matter either. Well, but, but I do think all that's in play. The other part of it, though, is, you know, Sam Hartman's going to counter with, well, why would Florida pay me one point – why would – not Florida. Why Wh would whoever. their collectives yeah, pay right. me $1.5 million to sit behind Jack Miller? Right. That, and, so, and, 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 yeah, there's a conversation. I just – it just – I wonder if – by the way – I get the sense Jack Miller's not going to go 28 of yeah, 34 I, for 300. I think it's going to be mood as well. Yeah, but, but, I, yeah. but, I, uh, but I just Who think are his receivers? Ricky Pearsall and uh, – they, they, They're all uh, – Frazier's is going to play. Henderson. Henderson's going to play. Oh, that Henderson yeah. tells me yeah. that's but, true. But nonetheless, nonetheless, the point I am making is there is some intrigue to how he does. There, there is some intrigue to how he will do. There's some intrigue to what it's like having him. There's some intrigue to what people will say. I, I think this game has is, is gained some intrigue. In the, in, in the college football landscape and specifically in Gator Nation because he's going to play. So it, It's definitely perked my interest in the game because I right. thought it was headed towards Kyle Engel. And a lot of uh, direct know, snaps. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was headed to will they even really be able to do anything at the position. 
Well, you've got a player that you should be able to do something with at the position. He was a Ballyhooed recruit. Ohio State thought he was good enough to sign. Uh, he's been with Billy Napier now for almost a full year. Uh, so he should have some idea of how to operate whatever it is that they run. And so, you know, he if he's a good player, stands to reason he should at least be somewhat effective against – I mean, he's not going up against – the 85 Bears. This is the Oregon State Beavers that I can't imagine have one of the most athletic defenses the Gators have seen this season. They, they have a good defense, but I don't think they're going to have anything that's going to dazzle the Florida players that are going to participate in the game. Well, and what I think will happen is Florida's going to hand the ball off, so I don't even think he's going to have the chance to throw 42 times, however many times. I think he's literally going to be handing the ball off a lot, and good luck Oregon State stopping those two backs. All right, we'll take a break. We're going to come back. Let's get it to NFL. Pete Prisco joins us, uh, brought to you by Showtime. He's from CBSSports.com. That's next. Stay with us. Time for all things Jaguars and NFL with Pete Prisco. The Prisco Report, presented by Showtime Sports Cards and Collectibles. Showtime. On the Frangie Show. All right, great time to head to Showtime right now. Showtime's great for Christmas gifts. Open seven days a week, all kind of stuff. 25 showcases filled with football, basketball, baseball, hockey, you know it. All the newest hobby boxes. Listen, if you are a collector, if you like memorabilia, you'll never go a better place. And if you want to shop there for Christmas, now's the time to do it. Seven days a week. Showtime is located on Phillips Highway at the end of Shad Road. Head to Showtime today. Pete Prisco joins us from CBSSports.com. Peter, how are you, man? Good. How are you guys? We are doing fine, and uh, uh, we uh, follow a Jaguar team that needs to get off the deck. Pete, I was as surprised last week by that performance as I have been uh, in, in many of my years of calling these games. I, I, that one got away from him in a way I didn't think it would. Yeah, it was, uh, it was bad, Frank. And, you know, we, we thought going in that there would be a lot of points scored by the Lions, but we also thought Jackson would score a lot of points, too. And I can't believe how bad the defense is. I'm astounded by that. I mean, you put that kind of money and those kind of resources and draft resources into a defensive unit, and they're that bad, something's wrong. And, and I'm not sure what it is, but players have gotten worse, um, and I don't think there's a lot of players getting better. So I think there's a big concern about the defensive side of the ball. Pete, what's your best guess as to what is wrong with the defense, if, if you had to take a, a stab at it? Well, I don't think they – well, you, we know they can't rush the passer. That's a big, big problem. Even when they get teams in passing situations, they can't get them on the ground or influence the quarterback. That's a, that's a giant problem. But, you know, it's funny because early in the season, Fadakasi and, uh, and Roy Robertson-Harris look like they're going to have big years. In the last six weeks, both of them have gone down, this, you know, down in a big way. They haven't played very well. Um, you know, you got uncertainty with the linebacker group. Um, you know, Aluakon's played well the last couple weeks, but uh, there's uncertainty at the other spot. The corners and, and can't play man. They, they're not fast enough, and that limits what you can do in the back end. So I, I think there's a variety of reasons why they're not good, but players they spend a lot of money on aren't playing up to the contracts, and draft picks that they use high draft picks on aren't playing up to the draft status. And, and I think, for me, that's the biggest problem. Pete, I know I was confident last week going into the Lions game. Not quite as confident going into this game up in Nashville, just based off of the history. Can the Jaguars stop Derrick Henry? Well, I will say this: that in watching the Titans on tape, and they were—I make a group or a player spinning top of the week each week on the offensive line, and they were it. They were that bad last week. 
And so that gives Jacksonville a little bit of hope because that offensive line is brutal. They're little on the inside. They get pushed around a little bit. The tackles, the right tackles, a rookie uh, from Ohio State is going to be a good player, but he's a rookie. The left tackle is a backup who had to play because uh, Lawan was hurt. So I think that gives them some hope, but not the way they've been playing and not history. You know, history is a bad indicator for Jacksonville when it goes to Nashville. Even when they've had the better team, they've had problems. What, 2013, the last time they won there, I think? That's right. I mean, that's yeah. an issue. Yeah, that's an issue. So, no, I, will they hang around if Trevor plays? Yeah, if he doesn't play, they can forget about it. Pete, he's going to play. Yeah, Trevor's yeah, going to play. play. He's certainly going to give it a go, Pete. He's going to play. Now, does something happen when he's playing? You know, but he, he's going to play. Pete, back to defense for a second. My theory. I think Trayvon Walker's going to be a good player. I think he's out of position. You and I have had his talk a thousand times. I think he's hand-on-the-ground lineman, either an end, maybe even a 3-4 end, but certainly a 4-3 end, which is not what they play. Devin Lloyd looks like he's got to play outside in space. I don't think he's a get-up-in-their-inside-linebacker guy. Do you think maybe they've just got guys? I mean, Darius Williams is better outside than inside. I, I think they're, figured, they're figuring that out. Do you think maybe they just had okay players in really bad spots for them? Well, I think that's some of it, Frank. I mean, uh, you know, you. I think Trayvon Walker, you know, they drafted him to be an outside edge rusher, and he has no twitch to him. I mean, there's no twitch. And, and, you know, and I've talked with Tony about this a little bit. You know, your pass rushers usually have twitch to them. Those two don't. And, you know, at one point we thought, we thought Allen had some, but in the last couple of years he hasn't had any. They're, they're, they're good, tough football players who don't have any quick twitch. And when you don't have quick twitch, it's awful hard to rush the passer. So I agree with you. I think Walker should put on 25 pounds and play down and become a dominant, you know, five. Uh, you know, maybe they take Lloyd, who can't line himself up or can't get understand the defense. Maybe they take him and let him rush the passer a little bit. From the outside, something he did at Utah, and he has the speed to do that. It's easy. Just go. You know, and then, you know, I, I, I've said all along, I thought Darius Williams should be playing outside, not inside. So there's, yeah. So I think that's part of it. But, you know, guys got to be accountable, too. I mean, be, play better. The two inside guys, I thought they both were going to have big years, and they started off that way. And that's been, to me, one of the biggest disappointments, and neither one of them playing that well. Pete, we obviously love any strife going on with the Titans. What would you make of John Robinson being fired? What does that say about the future of the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel? Well, I think it says that Mike Vrabel has the juice. That's what that says. I, I think when you look at it, um, you know, it was clearly that's one of those, you get to a point when you're with a GM and there's a power play going to be made and the power play was made and, and John Robinson lost. And uh, I think that's ultimately what happened. Um, you know, it, it probably didn't help them that Mike Rabel didn't love the A.J. Brown trade. And then when they watched him on Sunday, he destroyed them. And so I think that contributed to it. And it's just sometimes, you know, John Robinson is an easygoing, mild-mannered guy. And Mike Rabel is a high-strung, energetic, you know, former player who has that swagger about him. And they might not have mixed from a personality standpoint. That's what, you know, I called around the league. I didn't hear any reason other than maybe those two guys didn't mix. And if that's the case, we've seen that play out plenty of time in a building, and usually that doesn't work out for the franchise. So it's concerning because John Robinson's a good football guy. But then again, you can look at it and say, hey, he traded away A.J. Brown. You know, what about the rod? The roster isn't great. The offensive line isn't good. Aside from Jeffrey Simmons, where are the stars on defense? So I see it from that standpoint. But middle of the year is really weird from that standpoint. For a team in first place, by the way. 
Right, and speaking of that, it, the Jaguars are the only team in this division that know who their quarterback's going to be next year, right? Yeah, I mean, you look at Tennessee. I mean, is it going to? It's probably not going to be Tannehill next year, and unless he does something dramatic down the stretch, and the Titans, I mean, the Texans are going to draft a quarterback, and the Colts have no idea what they're doing. So, yeah, I mean, that's the good news for Jacksonville is they have that guy. The other part of the good news is they have a lot of talent on the on the offensive side of the ball. You know, you have a running back who can be a top ten running back. You have a good group of wide receivers, particularly if Ridley comes back. The offensive line is solid. You get some decisions to make it right tackle, but I mean, that's the good news for Jacksonville. The bad news is the defense. It's a disaster. Pete, offensively, um, Christian Kirk played really well last year. I really think, I don't have an effect him this year or this week, but I really think, and look, I was wrong. I thought they'd be good on defense. I was way off the mark there. But I really think this offense, if Ridley's legit, add one or two pieces, got a chance to be one of the, one of the good NFL offenses in, a, in an offensive era. You think so, too? I really do. I mean, I, I you know, if, if Ridley is what he was, um, he comes back and, you know, they, they probably still need to get a tight end at some point, you know, I mean, a, a game changing tight end who can also block because you don't have to use 42 of them, two to block, one to catch the ball. I mean, I think they'd like to get a tight end and there are some tight ends. There's a good tight end draft class, by the way. So I think they need that. But yeah, this offense has the makings to be something really good. And, and and that quarterback is going to be really good. You, I mean, the throw we made to uh, Kirk the other day on the on the, uh, the deep over route. I mean, my gosh, there aren't so, only a handful of guys can drop that in there. So yeah, to answer your question, Frank, I don't think you have to worry much about the offense. A few pieces here and there, but defensively, again, you got to fix a bunch of stuff over there. Pete, there's a lot of interesting games on the docket this week. A lot of games where it's like a little surprising maybe that the team that's favored. Do you have any games that you're looking at, uh, any games that surprise you, and do you have some picks for us? Yeah, you know, you look at the Lions and the Vikings. The Vikings are a 10-2 team, and they're an underdog on the road. I mean, that, that tells you something, doesn't it? I mean, that, that's, that's one of those games where – and I, I think the Lions will actually win that game. I'll, you know, I've called the Vikings frauds before because they're you go inside their numbers and they don't look that good, but you win games, they count. But I just think this is a bad spot for them. I think the Lions are playing well, and they're surging a little bit. And Jared Goff is quietly having one heck of a year, by the way. I mean, that's a good season he's having. He never gets the do he deserves, and, and he's also a really good dude. So I, I think that's a, that's a surprise by many people. And then you got to look at the backup quarterback situation. What's Brock Purdy going to do? for the 49ers and and what is uh you know when when Huntley comes off the bench and plays for Lamar Jackson what's he going to do I think there's always those factors as well and then one more come on Tua and Justin Herbert you know that it might not be a marquee game from a win-loss record particularly with the Chargers but the fact that those two are getting together that's going to be fun to watch yeah it certainly will so to me that Raven Steelers game has massive intrigue because of like you said no Lamar Jackson it does, <clears throat> excuse me, and and the Steelers actually, you know, they're in this position now. They they've showed Kenny Pickett's won three of the last four starts, and he's playing better. And they're getting better on defense. They're starting to look like the Steelers on defense. And you know, in the in the weird AFC, they're not out of it yet either. So uh, I think that's a big game, the division game. They usually don't like each other. And, and one more thing in that division, Joe Burrow's never beat the Browns. I mean, he's three and zero against. The, Patrick Mahomes, but he hasn't beaten the Browns, and they play this week as well. So it'll be a big week for the for the big week for the AFC North. 
Pete, final thing. Is the Jags, I, we've talked about this all week on the show, and Baselli made this point when we were talking off air. The playoff run is great, and you're still eligible for the playoffs, and you're still alive, and hopefully they'll get there. That, that's a long shot because they, they, they really probably can't lose again to get there. But I think beating the Titans is even bigger than that. At some point, you got to beat the bully, right? At some point, the, the team that has bullied you, the me- nemesis for so many years, hell, Peter started in 99, you know? At some point, you got to punch the bully in the mouth. Isn't that kind of the significance if they go up there and win on Sunday? Yes. And, and, you know, okay, it might not matter in the big picture this year, but much like the Buffalo Bills had to learn how to beat the New England Patriots, that's what Jacksonville has to do with the Titans. You know, the, the Bills were beat up and bullied by the Patriots and bloodied for, you know, a decade. It didn't matter what they did, they couldn't beat them. And now they've reversed it. There's a bully. And that's what Jacksonville has to do. Even if you don't get to the postseason this year, which they're not going to, Go there and win one and then win the other one. And then you can serve notice to the rest of the division that, hey, we might not be in the playoffs this year, but we're going to make some improvements on defense next year, and we're going to be a good offense next year. We're going to be a much better team. I think it's important for them. And don't let Derrick Henry embarrass you. That's what's happened up there in the last couple of times. You know, Derrick, what has he got for 200, over 200 in in two of the last four games against them? Don't let him embarrass you. You don't do that. You'll probably have a chance to win the game, and maybe all of a sudden you'll be the bully. Pete Prisco checking in from CBSSports.com. Great work as always, Pete. Thanks, buddy. Have a great weekend. All right, guys. Take care. Pete Prisco talking uh, Jaguars and NFL with you. Once again, brought to you by Showtime Sports Cards and Collectibles. Open seven days a week. Great place to shop for Christmas. All those new hobby boxes are in there. Uh, keep your cards in good shape with their card supplies, soft sleeves, top-loaders, cardboard boxes. They've got it all. They do a fantastic job. If you're a collector, there's no better place to go than Showtime Sports Cards and Collectibles. Uh, when we come back, we'll welcome in the real host of this thing, our friend Brent Hastings, who puts this on every year, will join us. We'll talk about our toy drive. Don't forget, now come on by and see us. We're at Beach and Hodges. The Ale House will be collecting toys till 7 o'clock. My goodness, it's hard to believe how many are already here. Love to see you come by. Uh, when we come back, Brett will join us. This is 1010XL. And 92.5 FM. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome back. We're live at the Ale House at the corner of Beach and Hodges. Wow. The amount of toys that have poured, poured, poured into this place is pretty amazing. The host of the event is my friend Brett Hastings from the Hastings Injury Law Firm. And uh, he has put this thing on for 10 straight years, and he's allowed us to be part of it. It benefits big brothers and big sisters of Northeast Florida. Uh, hey, Don, brother. Congratulations again on, a, on an amazing day. Doing great. I love the bump. It is, you know, best yeah. time of the year. Yeah. It's a great day. We do have a lot of toys, but please, if you're out there driving, still come. You know, this location is fantastic because you're, like, not even two blocks away from a Target, from a Walmart. There's all kinds of stuff that you can get in there and bring. And uh, everything that you bring will go to a kid, will matter. Uh, you know, the overwhelming majority of these uh, children – don't get other things, you know, and so so many of us are blessed, and it just makes for a fantastic Christmas. So. Why was this so important to you? Well, you know, to be completely honest with you, at the beginning, uh, you had suggested it to me, and Warren Grimes, who was the CEO before Sarah, who's fantastic here, and I said, well, you know, what if it stunk, man? What if we didn't get a lot of toys? And you guys said something that was great. You know, if you get five toys for five kids, it'd be great, but it won't. So I said, okay, let's do it. I I like the purpose. And then I got to really meet the people at Big Brothers, Big Sisters. I got to meet Warren Grimes, who was a mentor to me. And then I got to see... 
the parties. I got to see where the toys went. I got to see the kids. And so at the beginning, you know, I kind of wanted to do it. And as we sit here now, literally, I'm not lying when I say this is my favorite day of the year. And, you know, the one thing I wish I could give to every listener out there is to see the awesome pictures that come to us in the firm, the letters, the thank yous. Uh, I've talked to people who have got toys from this toy drive and from the stuff Big Brothers does from several years ago. It's fantastic, you know. And, uh, you know, we, as a general rule, get a lot of things to kids to get them outside, right? And, uh, you know, these are, you know, these, these footballs get thrown, these bikes get ridden. And uh, so, you know, that just sort of warms your heart. It certainly does. I bought a soccer ball for a little girl, and I'm certainly hoping that between the World Cup and the soccer ball, we will inspire another young little girl to play sport. Hey, hey, you can't do it without it, right? So, and, you know, when you travel, one of the reasons soccer is so popular, you'll go, you go watch. You know, I've been in Costa Rica and remote parts of Central America, and people don't even have actual soccer balls. They're playing with other balls. But it's, you know, you can go out there and make a goal and make it happen. So, uh, you know, and, and what's cool about soccer balls, footballs, is you just go do it. You do it with your friends. You know, there's creativity involved in the way you draw the fields, and that's really at its core what started all of us in sports, right? The next thing is you get on a team and you get a jersey, and it goes from there. In these 10 years, uh, whether it's been children receiving the presents, people that come every year to donate, have there been stories that have really touched your heart? Yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen them yet, but one of my favorite stories, and I tell it a couple times, is the Wagners, John and Diane Wagner. They actually live down the street from me. Uh, we've kind of grown up, you know, around each other, friends at the beach, and they've never had children. So every year, he'll call me. They like to have a cocktail, and they go out, and they shop as if they had children, and they bring those toys here, and they bring them to the toy drive, and that's sort of their personal tradition you know and so That's he's awesome. already sent me a text and said i'm doing it and i'll tell you what you would love to be their kids because he goes for it man <laughs> it's bikes it's all kinds of great stuff but i thought man what an awesome way to do great, that right you know they're, they're not out there being the grinch about christmas because they don't have kids Right? They were like, hey, that's the spirit of Christmas. And some kid who they don't know is going to get this, like, new bike, you know? I can remember I got a blue and yellow banana seat Huffy, man. It was the coolest thing in the history of the world. I can still see it today. So hopefully know, somebody I, has that experience. I didn't know you were old enough to have a banana seat Huffy because I had one of those myself. I did. I'm, I'm I did. You're, you're, and close, then, you're closer than I thought. I feel, I feel better about then, you now. And then that. the Mac Daddy, and I know there are people driving in their cars, and they'll go, oh, yeah. Was the green machine? You remember that? You sat down, you pedaled in the front, and it had the two things on the side, you know. But it was made out of plastic. I wore that out in forty-five <laughs> days. It, it was dead. I did. But the green favorite? machine was all time. What was your you favorite know? Christmas present? Do you have one? Uh, probably getting like a Nintendo and Mike yeah. Tyson's punch out. How about you? Oh, it was a purple bicycle. I mean, I, my favorite one, and my mom, God rest her soul, used to love to tell this story. My dad got me a full drum set and, uh, okay, when I was probably eight okay, and set it up and maybe the worst thing they ever did because <laughs> it had to be maybe six in the morning. Oof. Can you imagine? And Santa Claus had already come and gone. Okay, so Santa Claus was gone. Cookies were eaten. And I let that bad boy play, and I went for about two hours, okay? <laughs> and my dad goes, Rose, let him play it, let him play it. And I was a, just so you know, I was just a horrendously bad drummer, but a loud drummer. <laughs> so that was a very loud drummer is what that was. Um, 
do you go on the mornings when the kids shop to, to Big Brothers? Big Sister? I have sometimes over the years, you know. Tell me, describe that. Well, what they do, and one of the reasons that we have the toys as being unwrapped, you know, they, they match up, you know, interests, likes, all of those other things with their shoppers. And then they um, have their, in, you know, their offices downtown. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever been. but I haven't, but I need to go. Uh, you, you should go because it's pretty dynamic. And one of the cool things that the city of Jacksonville has done is that Big Brothers, Big Sisters have their offices up in there. But they redid the old li- uh, library downtown. And there are a whole bunch of different not-for-profits in one place. And so you just talk a lot about a lot of good in one place. Obviously, they're one of the bigger organizations. So they, they have it in there. So a lot of the years we've gone to help them set it up, you know, on the front end and to go do the other, and then it's just come down to scheduling. A couple years we were trying to, you know, get the right days for us here and with 10-10, we do it later, and sometimes they have to immediately go do it. We're doing it a couple of days earlier this year so they, they can, you know, stage it up and set it from the time. But, yeah, you, to see it's remarkable. Um, the pandemic, you didn't really get to do it, you right, know, and so they, right. they set it up with people going through. So, you know, this is pretty fun because I think we're back to real normalcy. Although the best testament to our listeners and everybody that participates in this is that we never really took a hit on the toy drives. And, you know, the one that we did at Island Wings and a couple of the other places, we did really good. And, right. and that was people driving through and dropping off and not even coming That's right. Coming you had in. a setup in the parking lot. Remember yeah. Because people didn't yeah. want it. So some came in, but some didn't want to. That's right. I right. forgot and, about that. Yeah. And, you know, we have Because our, we were in the pandemic. That's the, right. The RV that we have for the firm and some of the coolest pictures That's right. I have. That's right. We literally have that thing loaded from the floor to the ceiling. <laughs> I forgot about that. During it, the it, pandemic, mm-hmm. Brett, Brett brought the, uh, the weird Island Wings that year, mm-hmm. yeah. brought the RV. And so if you didn't want to be around anybody, you yeah. could drop it off where there was no con- nobody. I'd forgotten about that. And, 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 and I, it went great, didn't it? it? It went fantastic. And I said, don't worry about it. I'll drive the RV downtown, you know, to the offices yeah. like the next day. And we were so filled up. And somebody slammed on their brakes in front of me. And I hit the brakes. <laughs> and like eight teddy Toys. bears, eight teddy bears just came flying over. Right. And there was somebody next to me. And they looked right. over like, what is he doing? And I'm like literally pulling toys and stuff off the dashboard, you know, so. Just to remind people, we're here till 7 o'clock collecting toys. That's right. And anybody who brings a toy over 21 gets a beer? Yep. Or, you know, uh, or you want a Coke, Coke or Diet sure, Coke or yeah. whatever. And you a know, beverage. Which, yeah, we have it there. That's and, a, and, and, by the way, and, and you can get Hayes Carline's autograph, right? That's right. He'll stay around so, for a little so while. You can get that any day. And I'm trying to think, most of them have been here. Right. We did the Tinseltown Alehouse one time. That's when the bus came. Right. What, the bus was at the Tinseltown. We did it there. We did the first one. At the green room. In the green room. And, and, I, and I can the funny story about the very first one we ever did was in the green room at the beach. Warren Grimes, God rest his soul, he and, like, one other person brought their, their trucks because they were going to put them in the back of the pickup trucks. By about 5 o'clock, Warren's calling everybody he knows who has a truck. Remember, <laughs> he's calling all his buddies with the truck. They didn't have enough room to carry all the toys. Remember right. that? We saw, like, this cavalcade of trucks came in, come in after that. We loaded up a ton of cars, yeah. uh, you know. There was another girl in their organization who came in, yeah. and uh, I wish I had a picture of it. It was just hilarious. She was so nice, so kind. It's, I'll never forget, she had a four-door little Toyota Corolla, and we had stuff on the back deck, <laughs> the front deck, all of the chairs, everything. We had it in the back portion of the trunk. I mean, she was completely loaded up with toys. So That is, that is awesome. Sarah is such a star. What's it been like, the partnership? Fantastic. You know, you know I mean, obviously it started with Warren, which was so cool. But uh, it would never, you know, if you knew Warren, you know, whoever would come on or be a successor would be special. And so, I, I, you know, I, 
having words to express like how much I appreciate Sarah just sort of fails. She's one of those people you got to meet. She's kind. She's steady. But, you know, she's, she's, she's so kind and nice, but she's a boss babe, right? Yeah. Like, she, she runs that organization the right way, yeah. and she's got a lot of direction. And, you know, I like to talk to her just as a business owner and, like, what do you think about this or what do you think about these other things? And so she's, she's really fantastic. She's special. And so, you know, in a world where if you're a good leader and you can generate fees and revenues, you make more money. Uh, it inspires to me to see somebody that talented, and I'm sure she does okay, but she could do better somewhere else. But she's clearly purpose-driven, loves what she's doing, and she's in the right place for her, and she's in the right place for all those kids. So. It, it's really interesting. I'm a big believer that, that our God has a plan. That, that's my belief. But the way things happen, Brett and I were, were very good friends before we did radio stuff together, and Brett's been my attorney for forever. Um, so we had talked about this. Warren is a guy that I knew through youth baseball because he had helped kids and we kind of coached together and I got to know him. And he was an advertiser with Acra Travel when we first started. Uh, Sarah was telling us today that her father-in-law went to college at JU with Warren. That's how that's going to – so now we're all kind of connected together and uh, Warren's time was gone, and, and, uh, but he passed along this camaraderie to all of us. Right. It's kind of cool. I mean, if you think about the way this whole thing is played out and the, the way we're able to do this every year – it's really neat if you think about how it all came. I'm serious about that, how oh. it all came together. Well, I'll tell you, you know, when he was struggling with the things that he was struggling with at the end, one of the last times I went to eat lunch with him, I had no idea, right? Oh, like, right. I had no right. idea at all. But he's sort of that guy. And um, you had introduced him to, to – you had introduced me to Warren before we had talked about the toy drive, really when I was going to go and start the firm on my own. Correct. And, um, you know, a lot of the business knowledge, leadership stuff he shared with me – was incredible because he was essentially in professional services, you know, as well. But, I mean, he's a busy guy, right? He had a lot going on. The amount of time and investment that he would take for me. And then when I found out some of the other things that he had going on in his life, it blew me away, right? Like, he was just, he was a special guy. Yeah, so, as we wrap this, let me just say this. Brett, you're one of my dear friends. Um, you're a very good lawyer, which is good. <laughs> but uh, in addition to all that, I'm proud of how you how how, how important this is to you. I, I, I mean, I see how important it is the kickoff, cookoff to, to help the J Fund, and I see, I feel, I feel it coming out of your pores how important this is to you, and and, and I'm proud of you and well, appreciate you for that. I'm glad you guys provide this platform and help us. But rest assured, it's all these individual people who come in here and do it. You know, so we may put my name on it, but I think I probably get, uh, you know too much uh you know you're, you're probably making too much of that because i can't tell you how many people just shook hands real quick they got a bunch of stuff going on but they know what this is about they've heard it over the years and they just want to make sure a toy gets somewhere somewhere uh good friends they're, they're on their way to recitals to plays to other baseball games in atlantic beach yeah. people are making their way in you know, I know last year we had several of the judges. They were going to speaking engagements they had those nights, running in, grabbing it, and doing it. So that, you know, it's just sort of the totality of it, right? Like you, you said early on, and it played out to be true, it will reaffirm, you know, how good people are, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. like I don't even watch cable news anymore, guys, right, okay? Right. Like right. I'm over that. Days like today fill you up and kind of get you away from all that other stuff. People are good. Brett, great yep. work, man. We appreciate it. Brett all Hastings right. from the Hastings Injury Law Firm. We'll be back in a moment live from Ale House. We'll update you on how many toys we've got. We'll do our picks. A whole lot more. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Ah, you hear that? You know, we're hitting toward closing time. I've got another 40 minutes to go on the program. 
Glad you are with us live from the Ale House. It's amazing how many toys are here. It's, it's, un, it's unbelievable. We'll, we'll send out some uh, photos of it so you get an idea. But it's amazing, truly amazing how many are here. Please come by. you got till 7 o'clock, and all these toys go to the, to the wonderful children uh, represented by Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northeast Florida. You're going to make their Christmas. Again, we say it a lot, but you will make their Christmas because many, many, this will be what they get. So I hope you'll come on by, and we're proud to be part of it, humbly proud to be part of this. No question. Give me, give me a little college music for at least one game here. we got some things to do. <laughs> Live from Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm going to miss this. <laughs> I still will never forgive uh, ESPN for not acquiring the rights to this song. Here's the way our standings look. Hayes Carline, he hails from the bowl school. Outside uh, hitter on that men's volleyball team they have over there. Oh, 46 yeah. and 32. Varsity letter. <laughs> 46. 56 total points. Lauren Brooks, 41 and 37, 51 total points. Proudly from Bishop Kenny High School. Yeah, she is from Bishop <laughs> Kenny High School. Okay? Never gets mentioned in the program, no, so yeah, i got to throw it in. Myself. Clearly, that's not part of the shtick. So I have 41 <laughs> and 37. Uh, I have 48 total points. And uh, Andrew Gibson, he's from Boone, North Carolina there. Uh, 36 and 42, 40 total points. 56, 51, 48, 40. Hayes with a commanding lead. One college game. Army plays Navy. Hayes, who do you like? I like Navy. I think they've got the better run defense. I think that makes the difference. I will take Navy. Lauren Brooks. My grandfather and my dad and my uncle were all in the Army. But my other grandfather was in the Navy, and Navy's better than Army, so I got Navy. Andrew Gibson. You know, they will play this song because this game is going to be on CBS. So That's you right. will yes, hear this song will. for Navy Army. I've got Navy. I've got a bunch of buddies that are Navy guys, and they feel pretty good about this one. Oh, God dang, Dan. I mean, that, game picker up. Or? You got no idea who's going to win the game. I can't not pick them now, can I? I'll take, uh, I'll take the cadets. I'll take uh, Army. I know nothing about either team, but I'll take Army for game picker up or opportunity. By the way, this one's in Philadelphia before they move it to Boston next year. Philadelphia is where I got to go. I mentioned that earlier. Just an amazing experience. Highly recommend going one year. Is Jeff Munkin still the coach at Army? I believe so. He's going to have a game plan. Just want you to know. Hope you guys are ready. Hope you guys are ready when we run that wing tee at you. He's going to need it. Just so you say, all right, so I'll take Army. Let's get to NFL games. Here we go. All right. All right. Ravens play at the Steelers. This one's in the Berg. Who do you like, Hayes? I'm going to go with the Steelers. I, I don't like the Ravens really even with Lamar Jackson. Offensively, they'd kind of been struggling anyway. Now you remove him from the equation. Uh, so give me uh, the, the suddenly resurgent Pittsburgh Steelers at home. I'll go the other way. I'll take the Ravens on the road as I'm trying to catch Hayes Carline. Andrew Gibson. Yeah, I still think the Ravens will have enough to get this one done against the Steelers. And in Lauren Brooks. I'm sure as heck not going to give him a game picker-upper, so I'll take the Steelers. Steelers it is, says Lauren Brooks. Uh, the Dolphins play at the Chargers. Hayes Carlion. Uh, this one I think is the toughest one to pick, at least for me. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Uh, I think that they've got a little bit more of a knack. They've got a little bit more, I think, mental toughness. Uh, I like where the young quarterback and coach are. So even though they're on the road, uh, I am going to take the Miami Dolphins. I can't go against you here. I like the Dolphins. I've liked the Dolphins in this one all along. Lauren? You know what? I think Justin Herbert's better than Tua Tungavailoa, uh, despite what some people say. Give me the Chargers. And Andrew Gibson. Yeah, I, I like the Dolphins here. I, I'm pretty surprised the Chargers are 6-6, six and six, but I'll take the Dolphins. Lauren Brooks, game picker-upper opportunity for her. 
Because you're wondering why Hayes goes first all the time because he has a commanding lead, so we have to get to see what he does. Uh, the Bucks play at the 49ers, Hayes. Uh, this is a tight game, but to me this comes down to Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. All right. Lauren Brooks. Same thing. Give me the goat. Andrew Gibson. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to take the 49ers. Uh, McCaffrey's playing good football. I think they somehow get it done. I'm coming with you, Gibby. I think uh, the, the Bucks look like a broken team to me. I know they found a way to win against a bad team, a bad Saints team last week, but I think the 49ers hold serve in this one. Lions at home against the Vikings. Hey, Scarline. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I, I think they're a little bit more explosive. I think Detroit is coming along but not quite there. So even though the Lions were very impressive last week against our Jags, I'm going to take Minnesota on the road as an underdog. Lauren Brooks. I'm so surprised that the Vikings are an underdog here. But based off of watching the Lions, and I know it's recency bias, they looked tremendous last week with the passing game. So I'll take the Lions. I'm coming with you. Lions for me as well. Gibby. Yeah, when a 5-7 and seven team is favored over a 10-2 and two team, Vegas knows a little something. I'm going to take their word for it. I'll take the Vikings. I'll take the yes. Lions. I'm sorry. Lions. Oh, game picker upper for Hayes. Oh, Hayes Carlin. He's just sneaky, that Carlin. He's like that <laughs> when he worked at the Moss Point. He'd go back there. He'd, he'd, I, he'd walk outside. He'd sneak a smoke. You know, he'd, he'd, think, he'd think he was just back there washing dishes. He'd jump outside and sneak a smoke. That's I what mean, kind of guy he was. Of game picker uppers, way to go, Hayes. He has the 10-2 and two team. My buddy, my, my buddy Will with his Navy shirt just came. Well, I'm way behind, bro. i got to try and catch up. <laughs> uh, and finally, the Jags play at the Titans. Um, Hayes Carline, who do you like? I like the Titans. I think it's a ugly game. I think it's a street fight. I think it's low scoring. And I think, unfortunately, Tennessee makes one more play late. So give me the Titans. Andrew Gibson. I am going against the hated Tennessee Titans. I love this. I love Somehow, your Somehow. Some way, the Jaguars have Love to get it. it done. They cannot go out there and perform like they did last week. I'm taking the Jaguars to win in Nashville for the first time since 2013. You know what that is? Good for you, Gibby. That's a guy who's 1-12 in, in money balls who's yeah. not afraid. That's right. Not afraid. <laughs> never money afraid. Ball. Lauren Brooks. Well, I think everyone knows who I'm going to pick. I never pick against my two teams. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right, I'm going to come with Carolina on this one. I'm afraid I'm going to have to take the Titans. But the money ball, by the way, the money balls, Hayes and Lauren are both 5-8 and eight in money balls. I'm 4-9. and nine. Andrew Gibson 1-12 and 12 in the money balls. So um, hopefully, Gibby, you get to – I'm hoping right now you get – well, actually, I hope you win, to be honest with you. So I don't mind you getting to 2-12. One more time. Um, the Army-Navy game, I like Army. The rest of them like Navy. Navy's better. I'm probably going to lose that one, but I had to try Ravens at the Steelers, right down the middle. Gibby and I like the Ravens. Lauren and Hayes like the Steelers. Dolphins and Chargers. Uh, Lauren's got money. I mean, a game picker upper opportunity with the Chargers. The rest of us like the Dolphins. The uh, Bucks and the 49ers, right down the middle. Lauren and Hayes say Bucks. Gibby and I say 49ers. Lions and Vikings, uh, game picker upper opportunity for Hayes with a 10 and 2 team. How'd you figure that? How'd you pull that off? How do you have a game picker upper opportunity with a 10 and 2 team? I you, went you, first. You, no, you don't know. I think you, you put something in our drinks. Okay, that's no. what happened. So wouldn't be the first time that uh, <laughs> I flipped one past you guys. Uh, he's got a ten and two team and a chance for a game picker up. I don't know how that happened, but it did. The rest of us like the Lions, and we are split down the middle on the money ball. The Jaguars, uh, Hayes, and I think the Titans are going to win and hold serve. Uh, Gibby and Lauren take the Jags, and I hope they wind up being right. One more time, uh, records: forty-six and thirty-two. Fifty-six points for Hayes. 51 points for Lauren, 48 points for me, 40 for Gibby. Um, and by the way, Gibby, I give you credit. Gibby's 16 behind. He's probably got the least chance to win, so he's going all in, and I like the way you're playing it. So there you go. 
Those are our picks. What do you think? You like your picks? No. <laughs> Doesn't he say that every week? Right. He does say that every week. So, um, I do you like your picks? No, I'm going to lose Army Navy. I can tell you that. It's um, not a big spread. Yeah. It's no, a two and a half, half point. Yeah, yeah. I'm, pro- I'm so. probably losing that one. Um, unless they win, and then I'll tell you I had it all along. <laughs> okay. So, so let's be clear about that. Right. So, um, uh, Ravens, Steelers, uh, that's a toss up for me. Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to win. I, I, I'm more confident in that pick. That one was really, I was really torn on that one. Uh, 49ers, Bucks, we'll see. It's uh, the better team versus the better quarterback. Lions, Vikings, who knows? And so, uh, unfortunately, I've, I'm, I'm confident I'm right about the Titans, and I hope that I'm wrong. So, there you go. So, those are our picks. The, um, uh, the, the thing about the Jags, I was going to pick, I mean, I have to go with the, uh, with the Jags, but I, the, the Chad movement being out, that scares me. With the you made the right – give your 16 down. You made all the right picks. You got to but try that, to But him. that injury, he's had 20 tackles the last two weeks. They need all they can get against Henry. I agree. I will say this. I totally agree with you. Playing against uh, Derrick Henry, to Gibby's point, is dead on. It's not the game you want to play without a guy that looks like he's going to be a pretty good run-stuffing middle linebacker. Absolutely. He, it looks like he's going to be that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really encouraged with Muma's uh, progress. So to not have him – in this matchup and have to rely on a player that I don't know that I've ever seen a player hit the rookie wall like Devin Lloyd has because yeah. I think he's talented but I can't I mean and look we've covered some some rookies that have struggled but I, I don't think I've ever seen a player regress more as their rookie season went along right as Devin Lloyd we've seen a lot of high picks that just never did anything right he was playing well. That's right. That's what I can't figure out is Devin Lloyd was playing well, and then it's just it's just completely evaporated. Yeah, and one thing that happened, he didn't play at all in the preseason, so nobody had any tape on him, on what he, his tendencies. Right now, I, you'll never convince me he's not a talented player. You'll never convince me he's not a tough-nosed, hard-working player because he has all of those things. Right now, he is a terribly confused player, and – and, and they know that. And once you're confused, now you're confused about the fact that you're confused. You know what I mean? And now, now you're not only you don't know where to line up, but you're, you're, you're worried about the fact that next time you're not going to know where to line up and the next time you're not going to know where to line up. And I think it's all kind of working on him right now. And it's a fast game. And it is a I fast mean. game. Well, you can't, if you're having to think rather than react, you're dead in the water. And so they're one of their challenges as you move forward. I, one of the challenges of that defensive staff will be how do you put him in a position – and call a defense where he can be the most effective, and that's and that, and, that, and that's what they're going to wind up being. They're going to wind up having to uh, to come up with a uh, a plan that benefits him and that that, that makes him effective. And they, we don't know what that is yet, but that's going to be what they. And if Shaq Quarterman plays, this will be the most action he's gotten in meaningful football. Yeah, so far. he's hardly played any real football, but I, special but I, teams some certainly. I, and the, the plan will be to play Lloyd, but I right. do but I do think if he's struggling. And Derek's got, got, got gassing him right up the middle. I said, Shaq Quarterman will hit you now. He's a big, tough, physical guy that will hit you. He just doesn't run well enough. Uh, my take on it is that he's a guy that will get lost in coverage because he doesn't run as well. And but, they have played three linebackers, so yeah. that's why I assume that Quarterman will be in some. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I don't know. That's a great point. They have played some against running teams. I wonder if they'll – I don't know. It's a great question. Will they, will they use that same sort of an unusual scheme? Will they use that same unusual the big scheme? Nickel. With with uh, well, the big nickel just kind of means a big safety, yeah. But yeah, you, but, but that's part of their big nickel. Will they do that again with with 
moment down. It'll be interesting to see. You're right. That's something we'll keep an eye on, no question. Let's take a break. Lauren wraps the program after this with news and notes. Stay with us. All right, gentlemen, the Jaguars take on the Lions. No, not the Lions. They just took on the Lions. They take on the Titans, the hated Titans, this Sunday. And Andrew Gibson has the latest when it comes to injuries. The personal injury attorneys of Farah and Farah present this injury update. Farah and Farah. Jacksonville. Protecting you and your family since 1979. All right, let's begin with the visiting Jacksonville Jaguars trying to win a ball game up in Nashville for the first time since 2013. And it all begins with the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He is listed as questionable, limited in practice today. Looks like Trevor Lawrence is going to give it a go. He is officially listed as questionable. Others to take a look at today for the Jaguars. Chad Muma is out of this game. He is not practiced this week with an ankle injury. Other two guys that are questionable, Zay Jones and Andre Sisco. Sisco limited with a shoulder injury. Zay Jones has the chest injury. If you have not seen the Titans injury report, this is pretty interesting. They have four starters who are not playing in this game. Uh, The Titans are missing their right starting cornerback, Christian Fulton. They are missing Danico Autry, a weak side linebacker. Strong side linebacker David Long is out. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is questionable. Traylon Burks is out with a concussion. The Titans are missing four starters on their team. So the Titans are probably going to win, but who knows? They're banged up. Yeah, they certainly are, Gibby. Well done. The Traylon Burks, I think, is, is one of the bigger uh, injuries for the Titans. And you could tell when he got hit last week against the Eagles, he was going to be out. At least I thought that uh, for a couple weeks. When it comes to Trevor Lawrence, uh, assuming he plays the whole game, you feel pretty good about him dealing with the toe injury? Yeah, you never you never know. I mean, they, they will plate it up. He'll have, a, he'll have some sort of a plate. A metal plate in his shoe to protect the toe. I assume he was wearing that at practice today when he was moving around? He was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so he'll, they'll, they'll have all that in play. Whether or not nobody, including him, including the team doctors, including the trainers, nobody knows whether or not it's going to affect it. And there's, there's no way to know. It's, it's uh, Yeah, it, it was. I'll tell you a funny story from the locker room today. So uh, a few of us are in there, and Trevor comes in, and uh, and so, you know, we kind of go up to him and, uh, you know, with PR's permission and Trevor's permission. And you can tell there's a little sheepishness on, am I allowed to share this? And he says, I'm feeling great. And then he says, actually, say I'm feeling good so it'll make it look like I gutted it out. <laughs> and he starts laughing. So, uh, so, he, so he's going to be That's he's going to be good to go. And, and he took answer. his shoe off in front of us. He has, like, a little, like, wrap around yeah. the base okay. of the toe, right, but right. nothing – like, there's no crazy swelling. There's no, like, oh, my yeah. God, you know, what is that? You know, I mean, it's just it looks like a toe with a little bit of a wrap on it. Uh, it's, it's very little. Uh, and, and like Frank said, he'll play with uh, the, the steel portion of the cleat that will help, help right. avoid the, the bending of that area. Uh, so he's he's all set to go, but he does want you to say <laughs> that he's good, not great, because he wants people to think he gutted out the game, I which we can certainly fantastic. do. Yeah, we certainly can. Uh, it is time for news and notes brought to you by Doubled Up Sport Fishing Charters. If you have been trying to figure out what to get for your dad, your brother, your friend, a client for Christmas, you should get them a half day, full day, or even overnight private fishing charter aboard the luxury 50-foot custom Carolina Helios. Go to doubledupsportfishingcharters.com to book your charter. You're going to go charter fishing with them? A gift they'll never forget. I am planning on it. I have been 
officially invited. So, yes, Love I'm us. planning on it. Uh, I hope to just have tons of pictures nice. that I can then continue to brag about how good they are and also how good I am at fishing. Are you going to catch an 800-pound <laughs> marlin? I hope not. Okay. That would not yeah. be my preference. Okay. I actually I prefer to catch fish that I'm going to eat. Okay. So mahi-mahi would be ideal. Beautiful. I'd yeah. love to catch something like that. Wahoo would work. Okay. Uh, although I'm not the biggest fan of I'm not the biggest fan of trolling. That takes a long time. I like deep like bottom fishing more. Deep sea fishing is what it all is. But I like bottom fishing more because it, it tends to be a little bit faster. You want to drop some knowledge in there? Or you want to stay I think this? I think the grouper <laughs> are biting. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, that is fantastic. All right. I want to continue talking about the Jaguars and news and notes. Demetrius Harvey tweeted this out earlier today, and I literally could not believe the numbers in front of my face. The Jaguars, we've talked about the point differential. They have a negative point differential now at minus 14. But last year's point differential was minus 204. Somehow that escaped me. Minus 204. That has to be one of the worst in the history of the NFL ever. Felt like 304. (laughs) Yeah, it did. uh, No, but it underscores what we know. This is a much improved team. No matter how you say it, no matter whether it sounds like you're making excuses or what, it is a much. There's no debating the fact that it's a much improved team. It hasn't shown up in wins and losses as much as you would like, but I'd be surprised if it doesn't in time. Yeah, I mean that's that's over ten points a game. I mean yeah. that that's pretty remarkable. If they were able to do that next year, it'd be really hard not to win like twelve or thirteen games. But they might figure out a way to to accomplish it. But. Uh, they, they, they have really done a, a good job. It, it really is unfortunate uh, that they played so poorly in the Houston and Denver losses uh, because uh, that those were games that they're clearly better than both of those teams. And if you had both of those as wins right now, you would feel so much better about where you stand in this thing. But, uh, but that's, that's the nature of the league, and hopefully for the returning players, the young players, that'll be a valuable lesson of, you know, you can't make those mistakes – uh, none of these games are, are gimmies, and, and certainly losing to Houston and Denver were massive disappointments. Yes, they certainly were. All right, when it comes to the NFL, last night, Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime, Baker Mayfield led the Rams on a 98-yard touchdown drive. That was the longest go-ahead touchdown drive that began in the final two minutes over the last 45 seasons. Yeah, well, isn't that amazing? And, 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 and those, both those, the Brady win and this win, where like teams were like four and two hundred yeah. or something four like and that. Four and five hundred and fifty-one. Four and five fifty-one. Trailing by thirteen that late in the game, pretty amazing stuff. Look, I'm disappointed John Wolford didn't get to play. He's a Jacksonville guy. I grew up around like right around here, and I would have loved to have seen him get to play. And I'm disappointed for him. But it was kind of cool watching. I've always liked Baker Mayfield. I know a lot of people don't. I've always, you know, that I've always kind of been. I don't know why. I've just kind of been a fan. I think he's kind of a regular guy, and I've always kind of been a fan of his. Didn't turn out to be nearly as good as I thought he would be or hoped he would be. But I thought it was cool. It was, it, was a, it was an amazing watch. It really was. If Trevor Lawrence wasn't able to play, the Jaguars would not be the only team this weekend with backup quarterbacks. Certainly, we talked about it with Prisco earlier. The other thing about Baker Mayfield, though, that did take guts. Now, granted, the Raiders aren't very good. But I think he showed something, Hayes, that impressed a lot of people. He just got there. It's, I don't think I've ever heard anything like it in yeah. terms of a guy showing up two, two days before a game. And then having that kind of effort at the end to win it, uh, remarkable. He's he's gutsy. I mean, Baker Mayfield's guts yes, yes. have never been in question. It's just the I think the the savviness, the decision making, uh, you know, athletically, you know, his arm is is everything you need. It's why he went number one. And what this did last night is it guarantees Baker Mayfield will be in this league another five years. I don't know in what capacity. He might become the best backup option, you know, in, in terms of 
quarterbacks in the league because he's going to have to find a, a home as a starter. But to be able to do what he did last night, there is no chance that one of the 32 clubs is not going to have an interest in employing Baker Mayfield uh, over the next five years. 100%. 100%. And Van Jefferson caught the game-winning. And did you hear touchdown. the conversation afterwards? I did not. They uh, did you hear it? Yeah. They they, uh, they said, uh, "Hey, do you ever met Van before? You probably just met him." He said, no, I didn't just meet him. He said, "I tried to recruit him to Oklahoma. Probably, I assume when he was leaving Ole Miss, yeah. I tried to recruit him to Oklahoma. He wouldn't even train my tech. He wouldn't return my tech." <laughs> he said, "So he owed me one." And then Van tweeted today, "All true." Yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. A quick World Cup update. I know you two don't care, but uh, other people do. Brazil lost to Croatia. That is pretty big news. Argentina did defeat the Netherlands earlier today while we were here in penalty kicks. So we will have Croatia v. Argentina on Tuesday at 2 p.m. in the semifinals. Tomorrow we have Morocco versus Portugal. That would be Cristiano Ronaldo who plays for Portugal. Morocco versus Portugal at 10 a.m. And then England versus France at 2 p.m. Those are two huge games. Morocco knocked Spain out of the World Cup in penalty kicks. Uh, so a lot of soccer tomorrow. Who, I know y'all will be who's locked Who's going to win? I, that's Who a great like? question. I would expect Portugal to win, and then I would expect France to win. So because I've said that now on public air, so, so, the opposite will happen. So Brazil, Spain. Knocked out, yep. Any other, like, mega team? Mega Germany's team? out, right? Are they, are they a mega team? Are I they think. Like really they were, yeah, they sh- they, everyone thought they would advance out okay. of the group. So, okay. yeah, they were gotcha. knocked out All pretty right. early. Um, it seems like it's been surprising. It certainly yeah. has. Yeah. Like, I certainly, I haven't watched that much Croatia, so I, I don't want to talk about something that I don't know that much about. But I definitely thought the way Brazil had played the game before, they won so easily, similar to Portugal, that usually when you have that kind of a victory, you're much more relaxed going into the next game. You're you know well-rested, all that kind of stuff. So that really did surprise me. So that means Neymar, who plays for Brazil, is out of the World Cup. And lastly, gentlemen, will you watch the match? It is tomorrow at 6 p.m. We've got Tiger and Rory versus Spieth and Justin Thomas. I hate to say this. <laughs> I had you no didn't idea. even know. I it was, had no idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't no, think you I did. Had, That's I, why I had to bring it up. I mean, I love it. I love it. I sure. wish it was in June, <laughs> but uh, but I know I understand why I can't because they're in season. But uh, I had no. I, I had no, uh, no. I won't. I'll be. Yeah, uh, I figured. I, yeah. I will not. Y'all will, will both be traveling, so yeah, you will not I, be watching. I, but I will, I will be. I uh, think the most interesting thing is is Tiger healthy enough to really play. Obviously, you'd think uh, so, but he wasn't able to play. It's Tiger and Rory versus JT and Spieth. Yeah. That would be fun as heck. I had no idea. Neither one of us did. I mean, I, I, golf and football season I still don't really know swallowed. if I'm aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. And, and certainly thank you to all of the people here yeah, who have brought great. toys today. It is always just unbelievable between the bicycles and the sports tours yeah. and everything, the Razor scooters, the games. It is just amazing. It really is. Let's say hello to Rick Bullock. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Rick Ballou joins us now. He gets set to go into the night. Rick, uh, uh, fun day over here at uh, the Yale House. We've done a lot of that all week long on various radio shows. And then we got a big football weekend coming, a big one in Nashville. Oh, it's a huge one, and, uh, you know, I, I, I really believe Jacksonville is going to shock the National Football League and go out there and, and win a game. I do. Uh, this is a beaten-up team. They have three defensive guys who aren't going to be able to go in Nashville. Uh, obviously, one of their wide receivers, uh, you know, in Burks, the guy that they thought would be able to uh, replace, A.J. Brown, he's not going to be able to play as well, so... Uh, I, I just believe that, and I know it's hard to come out and say after what they showed one week ago on the road, but something tells me they find a way to 
finally snap that streak and win out in Nashville. Wow, Rick picking is picking the Jags, and let me and, and let me say this: Hey, Rick's pretty good at this, and B, you're not Homer guy, so wow, you think they're going to go get him? I, I mean, all right, all right, that 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 res you picking them resonates with me a little bit. I'll be interesting to see. I do think district they're going to they're not going to lay an egg like last week. That's out of the system. I do. I'm with you in the fact that they're going to play pretty well in this game. I don't know if they can finish the job, but you think they finished the job? I think they get it done. I do. I, this team has surprised us so far this year. And, you know, I just look at the comments about the fact that Doug Peterson said they weren't ready. He did not know what was wrong. And then late this week, he comes out and states that, you know, if you can't ready, get ready for a game like this, uh, then you shouldn't be playing football. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, but I just have the hunch. And, and that's all it is. It's a hunch that they find a way to get it done here in Nashville. All right. What's coming up tonight? That? Uh, that, plus we're going to have a, a show devoted on Daryl Henderson and Appreciation Day. There's going to be a lot of guests and a lot of stars running in and throughout the studio. We're going to celebrate his career uh, right here in Duval. So uh, do not turn the dial. It's going to be lit. All right, Rick. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Rick Blue goes into the night uh, in just a bit. Uh, if you don't know, uh, if you didn't get the joke, Daryl Henderson cut earlier today after being here two or three weeks. And that is that. I want to say one more time, we are going to be here till 7 o'clock uh, collecting toys uh, as part of the Hastings Injury Law Firm uh, 10th annual uh, toy drive uh, for Christmas. We're honored, humbled uh, to be uh, part of this. It's a privilege, and it's so uh, a chance to thank all of you for being so very, very generous to the children in our, in our community. You can't imagine how many toys we're looking at over here. It's, it's overwhelming. And it's exciting, and we're certainly uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of this. Folks, that'll do it for our program. Thanks for being part of it. Don't go anywhere, though. Rick Beluga's into the night right now. We'll see you after what Rick believes will be a victory and what uh, Lauren and Gibby believe will be a victory. And I hope all three of you are right uh, when the Jags get together for the Titans. We'll see you on Monday. For all of us at 1010XL, so long.